you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond, you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. Welcome to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful Northwest Pennsylvania. Folks, we broadcast live every weeknight. That's Monday through Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Global Star Radio Network. We're simulcast as well on YouTube, our official YouTube channel. And we're also simulcast on BTR. Uh, let's blog talk radio. Don't forget, folks, we've got two separate websites, one for the show, hagmanandhagman.com, one for news information, that's hagmanreport.com. Bookmark them both. I'm Doug Hagman at the helm with fellow investigator and researcher Joe Hagman, my son, something I like to call America's premier father-son investigative reporting team. Uh, we dig into the topics of the mess, but you won't. And tonight is no different. Tonight we've got a fantastic show for you planned. I cannot believe uh, the information which you are about to hear. I mean, well, I can't believe it. I shouldn't say that. Folks, buckle in because it's going to be a fantastic show. Um, we have with us Mr. Steve Quayle from SteveQuayle.com. We've got Mr. Greg Evenson. That's right, Mr. Greg Evenson. I know it's been a long time since he's been heard. Mr. Evenson has been um, infirmed. Uh, he's been uh, through a rough year. Uh, please pray for him. He's here tonight to do the, uh, you know, look, we're going we're gonna to give uh, Mr. Evenson uh, the floor and a lot of latitude. But uh, before we do, I just want to mention, folks, tonight's broadcast, portions of tonight's broadcast brought to you by Pro Flowers. Folks, Mother's Day is not too far away. My, my goodness. And you know what? If you still have your mom, if, if you're lucky enough to still have your mom, then, then celebrate with, uh, celebrate, help her celebrate Mother's Day with a beautiful bouquet from Pro Flowers or, or the mother of your children. You can get mom 100 blooms of the free glass vase for nineteen ninety nine plus shipping and handling. All you have to do, folks, is go to proflowers.com on the right-hand microphone box. Type in the word Hagman for that special offer. That's proflowers.com, uh, right-hand microphone box, Hagman, 
and the offer expires tonight at midnight. So please, folks, get busy. I'm going to bring Joe on, who's going to bring our guests on. Yeah, absolutely fantastic show planned for you tonight. We have Steve Quayle from SteveQuayle.com, and Greg Evenson is joining us for the first time in a while. Uh, his website, theheartlandusa.com. And both these gentlemen are with us now. Steve, I'm going to turn it over to you. And you take well, over. thank you. Hey, and it's nice to uh, be on with Greg again after pretty much a year. Ladies and gentlemen, the night tonight, the fact that it's even going is due to the faithfulness of those of you who have interceded for both Greg and Liz Evenson over the last year. Over the last year, Greg has undergone pretty much uh, eight surgeries, and it's been literally a full year. And he would not have been here had it not been for the love, the concern, and the heart of God moving uh, to restore his servant Greg to the times we now live in. Greg and I have been on the radio for a long time. For those of you that don't know, a highly decorated Kansas uh, police officer. Also, uh, no, most people don't know this, but a, a special operations officer. That's all I'll say, who basically is still in contact with people all over the world. Greg and I have taken a lot of heat together. I'm going to yield the uh, floor almost entirely this first hour to him unless he needs to take a break. Because though he's been down on his back and though uh, his enemies did not triumph over him, there were still people that were contacting him through the entire year and even as early as last week with some pretty pertinent information. When Greg and I first started talking about this, Everything from yard farming, what to expect, even to the fact that the whole Gulf Coast uh, was going to be relocated. And because the information got out, that failed. I believe that the God of heaven and his mercy and his infinite love for his creation has stopped events in their tracks so that God's people might have a little more time to not only repent, but to come to know him and to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now, since Greg has been off the air, we have seen in the last year, we've seen the entire world picture change dramatically. We now have all the lies about Planet X being exposed. We have the lies about the military uh, still being under U.S. command being exposed. Greg will deal with that. Lies about geoengineering. People are sick and dying all over the country due to chemtrail spraying. Lies about the economy. We have lies about the true. Uh, state of world affairs, and we've got the lies about Fukushima, the lies about the earthquakes, the lies about the volcanoes, the whole world, Jesus said, lies the evil one. So with that, I'm going to bring on uh, my good friend Greg Evenson, and someone that a whole lot of us owe a lot of thanks to living God for raising up Greg, and I'm, I'm excited to be on him this night uh, on Hagman and Hagman. Greg, share with us what you feel the Lord has placed on your heart and may we start out with something that's so obvious yet people missed it under jade helm and all the operations we've been warning about through all the years what are you being told about who controls our military and forgive me it's no longer our military is it no it's not steve uh everybody thank you so much uh you'll forgive me tonight that my voice after eight surgeries is not quite back, but we're working on that. And I want you to know, uh, folks, before I give this information to you, that there are only a handful of men in the entire world 
that I respect to the degree that I respect Doug and Joe and Steve. There is no question about it. These men are courageous. They will not uh, lean over just because the wind is blowing. And I will tell you what they have been through in the last year uh, is so great, so great a uh, failing on the part of those that are aligned against us uh, that it makes them look foolish. That is, those people that have tried so hard uh, to bring us down. And I just want you folks to know that there are very few individuals on planet Earth that come close to these three men right here. It's an honor for me to be with you tonight, gentlemen. And I will tell you that we dedicate tonight uh, to your strength and courage and also to that of those who are faithful, even yet, uh, to the things of the Lord. So with that, uh, Steve, your question is... Uh, and should be answered, I should say, by this. There is no way for people to understand what it is that we are up against, except that there is no question on planet Earth that what is happening is the embodiment of evil. ISIS is the foot soldier for the Antichrist. The uh, the uh, work that we're seeing uh, put out in front of us as the gates of hell are beginning to open in both hemispheres, uh, that is east and west, and also uh, north and south. We are seeing the uh, what we've talked about over the years about the spread of Nazi evil that has been creeping out of the Antarctic area uh, for many years. And it's come about simply because there has been no movement to stop it and only those that are willing to promote it. And so as we get to that area a little bit later, gentlemen, uh, you will see why it is that we have a Muslim president that will make his way south to Argentina and dance while the Nazis are putting on uh, their last charade um, that they're gone, there's none of them left, and that's a bunch of absolute bunk. So we are now at a point where we are seeing the culmination the combination of those on planet Earth who are not only part of the one world government, but of a long-lasting effort uh, that has come about because there has been no one with the courage or ability to stop them. And so we are up against ISIS or ISIL, uh, depending on how you look at the caliphate, and uh, those people, uh, as I am told, by uh, uh, two generations of men who are still trying, they are trying to uh, set this whole thing on its
without having much luck. Why? Well, it's simple. Because we have governments all over the planet, but most notably Europe and the Mideast that simply will not fight those that need to be fought. Now, the FBI has recently come out with uh, a number of, of uh, discoveries, if you will, um, and we have one gentleman by the name of John Guendola, an FBI retired, FBI agent, uh, who is at the forefront of bringing uh, the supremacy of Jesus Christ and the lunacy of the Muslim faith uh, to the forefront. And I am so grateful he is doing that, uh, number one. Number two, uh, we are seeing the destruction of much of our way of life right in front of our eyes because those uh, that have been charged with taking care of our way of life have dropped all that we have known to be that which is most precious, not only the Constitution, but certainly and foremost those areas that uh, the government refuses to acknowledge are most important. And so with that, Steve, I want you to line up a couple of more questions. i got to catch my breath here, and then I'll jump back on. Well, here's where we're at, everyone. This is critical. When it, it didn't matter what different military operation was going on, it became obvious that more effort was being uh, expended and more money expensed to vilify everyone from veterans, Bible believers, Christians, homeschoolers, constitutionalists, and murder is the order of the day. National Defense Authorization 1867 and all the other... Uh, divine decrees, and I don't mean by the hand of God, but the usurpers of even uh, the, the godly commands that uh, honest rulers, godly rulers, are no threat to a people. But we're at the point now in the United States where, where wickedness rules the day. The church that that is supposed to have been the light of the world and the salt of the earth put its light under a bushel, under a, a bucket, so that the world basically dictated to it and the salvation that God sent Jesus Christ to not only triumph over the devil with, but to allow us redemption on God's term has been belittled, mocked, scorned, and is now underway. When I first started on talk radio, I don't know, however many years ago, two and a half decades, I guess, the point is, is that I said the Bible would be made illegal one day. The entire world's hatred would turn against Jesus and his followers. Meanwhile, the unbelieving, quote, those who claim to be believers will side with the world in total rebellion against the word of God, where God said friendship with the world is enmity with God. The New Age uh, uh, declarations that no one will enter into the new world order without a Luciferic uh, 
uh, undergoing, if you will, an initiation is the word they used, was very much before our face. Yet on and on and on, the voice of the pulpit was silenced. The pulpit was turned into Jesus' temple in which Jesus had enough sense to drive the moneylenders out. The entire cowardice, the entire denial of Jesus' name. Now, I, I'm, and, and Greg, you just let me know when you want to come back on, but the entire denial of Jesus' name has been the thing that's been the most heartbreaking to me. I have literally seen people cower and fear, claiming to be Christians, and look around with their eyes to make sure no one hears them utter the name of Jesus. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me and deny me, I'll deny you before the Father which is in heaven, my Father which is in heaven. People pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, but don't want anything to do with God, his kingdom, or his salvation through Jesus Christ. The merging of Christian is Christianity, Islam, and all the different isms, whether it's Buddhism, Hinduism, all roads lead to Rome, and all roads lead to God, has never been echoed stronger than from this contemporary Pope. I've read what the Catholic apologists have said, and by the way, I am the, I'm not anti-Catholic, but when a man makes a statement in direct opposition to Scripture, and it can be read at face value, you don't need theologians to come in and pick every word apart. Jesus said, no man comes unto the Father except by me. And it's the exclusivity of Jesus' claims and Jesus' uh, actions and rising from the dead that the whole world is absolutely in rebellion against. For those of you that want to see it from God's perspective, read the second psalm. Uh, the kings of the earth set themselves against the Lord's uh, uh, anointed, saying, we will not have this man rule over us. It goes on from there. So what we're watching now is the vilification of Christians, the nullification of Christians, and the next thing that follows is destruction. Greg and I, over the years that we've been in talk radio, have, have and look, this is fact. This isn't crying in our beer or in my case, in Greg's case, iced tea. This is laying out for all of those of you who are still trying to hang out in the shadows and then sending me, in the last month, at least probably 50 emails of the uh, evil encounters you're having in supposedly a Christian home, and things showing up, things terrifying you this, things pressing you down, things trying to do things to your body. All of the things that the gates of hell have uh, held back are now now open. So when Greg Evenson, and again, he, he's a very, you know, humble guy, but let me just tell you this, if you knew his military pedigree, you'd sit up, you'd say, yes, sir, and you'd listen with all your heart. The pit, oh, I can't say that, the peons, I almost said something great, I'd probably have to apologize, <laughs> that, uh, uh, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, that continue to uh, slander. Remember, we are now a nation of propaganda. We are not a nation of news reporting. Only 6% of the population trust the vomit brokers. I can understand why. Anybody that doesn't basically want to toss their cookies when they see someone else tossing their cookies has got a pretty strong stomach. But the smell and the grossness of it gets to everyone. That's how defiably wicked the mainstream press is. No one outside of, uh, that I know, okay, very few, I, I'll say it this way, very few people are calling for people to get right with Jesus, 
telling people to go back to the Lord, to go to his word. And you know, Greg, it's fascinating because we're going to talk about stuff tonight that is absolutely uh, happening before everyone's eyes, and still they want to deny it. So go ahead, oh, sir, if you've got your breath back. Uh, that's, thank you very much. Um, what's taking place, of course, is the ultimate final rehearsal uh, before the unleashing of the most evil uh, that uh, planet Earth has ever seen. Uh, when we talk about, as in the days of Noah, uh, let me tell you, Noah and those days are going to be tame compared to what we're about to enter. And I have to tell you, um, I have to make a, an admission here uh, to the folks listening. Uh, there was a point uh, not long after I went to uh, Mayo's Clinic. Uh, I was there 110 days, uh, and I was with some of the finest surgeons on planet Earth. And I know when they were standing in my room uh, sharing how I most likely would not make it through the night because of a, a serious, very serious ailment in my liver uh, that uh, the nurse that had been such a sweet gal came in in tears and was trying to say goodbye. That's tough for anybody, but it was tough for her. And when the doctors came the next night and I prayed during that night, I said, Lord, if you're ready for, for me, then I'm ready for you. But if you've got anything left for me to do, then let me stay. I have uh, the ability, I have the training, and I have been training good men and women to do this job. And so when those doctors came in to look at my body bag the next morning and they saw me sitting on the edge of the bed uh, asking them if I could go home or we could play some cards, uh, it was a revelation moment for these folks. And I just thank Jesus to this moment for for the time that he gave me then and that he's giving me now. Steve, one of the greatest books I've ever read uh, are those of yours uh, written by you uh, concerning um, the giants, the Nephilim. And every time I pick up one of those books, I get the same thrill that I did when I first read those books. I can't begin to tell you, Doug and Joe, what an author this guy is. Of course, you know that. But the fact is that what he has bring uh, to bear is that which we need to know about right now. And we'll cover a little bit of that tonight. And perhaps Steve will find a moment to uh, to talk just a little bit about how all of that fits in right now with what we're talking about. Look, ladies and gentlemen, there is no way that we can bring to you, to you the idea that what has been happening in parts of the world are so unbelievably evil, as I said earlier, and so completely wrought up in the scheme of the devil that there's just no way to, if I will, improve on it, 
No, I don't think so. But I will say this. There is no other way to improve on what Steve Quayle has written about the Giants. And in fact, in my training sessions over the last, oh, I would say, uh, three or four years, including Native Americans, including those who are studying and learning with me about how to set up defensive perimeters and how to make things work uh, when they're really not expected to, but that we're going to have to make work or it is truly over. And so rather than look at it that way, folks, I want to look at it like God did give me this time. He's given Doug and Joe and Steve uh, the same uh, privilege uh, to be on the block when all this comes down. And so we're trying to make sure that we are giving the best we can uh, to to make sure that the the efforts that we make uh, will succeed, that they will be out in front of us, that Jesus Christ, uh, our Savior and our Lord, that you hear us talk so much about, are there because why? Because they created us. They put us out here to go the distance. And it's my absolute promise to you that only over my dead body will those people have any sense of success. And I am training and have trained uh, many, many uh, men and women, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, to take upon them the, uh, the ability and the effort that they possess with their training uh, to go out into the countryside and to make this work. And if it works, we have a chance. Do I believe that it's going to be the answer? No. Because what is going to happen will nullify the United States, world countries, world governments, Christianity to an extent, and all of this in our lifetime, in our, on our watch. And so we cannot stop, Doug and Joe, what you've done for those that listen, and Steve, what you've done for those that listen, and those that that uh, read about uh, what you believe and what you've put out there is so incredible that uh, they must read it. And so, ladies and gentlemen, before you do anything else in the next few days, please, please, uh, order these books, uh, order any information from Doug and Joe, and go with what you read. Look, we finally came to a point, these good men and women, where we have named our effort, not Steve's, not Tug and Joe's, but our effort, Operation Giant Slayer. And it's because we've got good men like this FBI agent, and we are up against uh, jihadi movements, the uh, 
Boko Haram, the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, ISIS, of course, and what else? Well, all of the mosques across the country that are training to overtake this country, to do it in a way that will take as many down as they can possibly arrange for. Now look, they their plan, in one word, is death. And don't think for one moment that those men in those positions are not right now in a position to take us at any moment. It's either coming this year, Steve, or it's coming early in 2017. Sorry, I get a little short of breath once in a while. And uh, because of that, we are seeing more and more and more of the gates of hell that are opening across this planet. There is no stopping it. Nothing, nothing short of the glory of God uh, coming upon our planet and just saying, no. But we have been so sin-filled and so beyond the curve in trying to put a stop to this that I do not believe it will happen. And I do believe that those that are responsible for these evil occurrences uh, are there about ready to emerge from Antarctica, from South America, from uh, portals across North and South America, and of course, uh, the other continents as well, as well. So we are now coming down. Steve, I need a, another break here in a second. Okay. Um, Thank you. But I tell you, what we're going to cover in a little bit, uh, from my perspective, are those ladies and gentlemen who have uh, said, we will stand with you and others and your leadership, and we will do our best uh, to take this down. Uh, it may not work, but I'll tell you this, we're going to do our very, very best. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Steve. And, and well, Steve, I'll Steve, Doug, Steve I'll go ahead. I just jump. I just want to jump in here, only for for one reason, ladies and gentlemen. If you have not gotten your, you've gotten a hold of or read Empire Beneath the Ice. What Greg Evenson is referring to, what I have come to learn through my research and investigation, the entirety of what is in Empire Beneath the Ice, written by Steve Quayle. Go to stevequayle.com, click on the link to Empire Beneath the Ice, and get yourself a copy of that book, because that provides a foundation and the groundwork for what Greg Evenson just explained to you, as well as Xenogenesis and uh, uh, the uh, Giants as well, uh, Genesis 6 Giants. Those combined give you the blueprint for what we're saying. Steve, I didn't mean to, to interject or talk over you. Not at but, all. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read Isaiah 13 in the Septuagint. Now, I'm going to explain what the Septuagint is because, Doug, I get asked over and over again, what's the best translation of the Bible? And my answer to that is the one nearest 
to the original intent. Now, God is God, and he can watch over his word. The Bible says that, and God doesn't say, you know, I'm going to throw out 30 different translations, and just to be, you know, uh, confusing to my people, I'll let them choose what they think is my word. No, God is jealous over his word to perform it. The scripture says God has exalted his word above his name. Now, that's a heavy statement. So the Septuagint, okay, this is the oldest Greek version of the Old Testament, and it's dated that 70 to 72 Jewish scholars at the request of Ptolemy II was, were charged with absolutely translating the Old Testament, okay? Now, I want to read from Isaiah 13. So this isn't some obscure, this is not the Apocrypha, we'll deal with that later in the show, but this is a very important translation. In other words, this is the truest translation of Isaiah 13, and it's from the original Hebrew by 70, or 72, some people claim 70, Septuagint obviously is referring to that number, but here's what it says. The vision which Isaiah, son of Amos, saw against Babylon. Lift up a standard on the mountains of a plain. Exalt the voice to them. Beckon with the hand. Open the gates, ye rulers. I give command, and I bring them. Giants are coming to fulfill my wrath, rejoicing at the same time and insulting. A voice of many nations on the mountains, even like to that of many nations. A voice of kings and nations gathered together. The Lord has given command to a warlike nation, to come from a land afar off, from the utmost foundation of heaven. The Lord and his warriors are coming to destroy all the world. Howl ye, for the day of the Lord is near, and destruction from God shall arrive. Therefore, every hand shall become powerless, and every soul of man shall be dismayed. The elders shall be troubled, and pain shall seize them as a woman in travail, and they shall mourn one to another, and shall be amazed, and shall change their countenance as a flame. For behold, the day of the Lord is coming, which cannot be escaped, a day of wrath and anger, to make the world desolate, and to destroy sinners out of it. For the stars of heaven, and Orion, and all the host of heaven shall not give the light, and shall be dark at sunrise, and the moon shall not give her light. And I will command God speaking evils for the whole world, and will visit their sins on the ungodly. And I will destroy the pride of transgressors, and will bring low the pride of the howdy. Uh, haughty, I'm sorry. And they that are left shall be more precious than gold, tried in the fire, and a man shall be more precious than the stones that is in Saphir. For the heavens shall be enraged, the earth shall be shaken from her foundation, because of the fierce anger of the Lord of hosts in the day in which his wrath shall come. Now there's two types of wrath in the Old Testament and in the New. There's the wrath of man, obviously nations going to war against nations, countries against countries, kingdoms against kingdoms, and then there's heaven and hell at perpetual war from Genesis 3.15. Now the, the key verse here is this. The third verse, Isaiah 13.3 in the Septuagint, I give command and I bring them. Giants are coming to fulfill my wrath, rejoicing at the same time and insulting. Within the last three weeks, an actual book of King Og, who is one of the uh, largest remaining giants that Israel had to deal with after the flood. 
his contempt for God, his contempt for God's followers is absolutely uh, written in the cauldrons of hell. King OG. I think it's on my website someplace, Doug, if one of people want to go look at it. So why would Greg Evenson come on after pretty much a year in the hospital of whatever he said straight, that many, almost three months, a little over three months straight in the hospital, and why would he, after getting out and having fought for his life, be in contact with a one-star general and, and the general bring this very subject up? Now, Greg, uh, I'm going to turn it back to you, and I want you to deal specifically about the giants in our Antarctica. Could you do that? I can, and I appreciate that, Steve. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you just you just can't appreciate uh, the the breadth of of uh, information and scholarliness that Steve Quayle has, and that Doug and Joe uh, are so good about putting in front of you. It would be so much easier to go other routes, but it would not be godly, nor would it be responsible. Look, uh, folks. The, uh, after a year of fighting, uh, I just came up one night and my wife was there. What a precious gal. Uh, she has done so well by me and for me and uh, was there every moment when I was at Mayo's and uh, within the last month had a heart attack and uh, she is recovering and uh, grateful to God for that but she is also uh, in this group if you will that says we can no longer stand by and just say well whatever God has he has can't do anything about it therefore Oh, yes, there are things we can do. And I will tell you, uh, uh, Rod and Julie Romine down in southern Michigan. And, uh, I've got Ron and Kyle Duplisi, such good brethren. And, uh, they are uh, heroes. They are guys that have more than proven, uh, their worth, uh, in, in the fight against evil. And so I mention them because they deserve it. And with that, I will tell you that the same uh, generals that over the years have kept me in the loop and said, look, one of these days, Craig, make no mistake, they're going to yard farm you, which is a, a kind of a crude way of saying, and you've heard it before, that we're, they're just going to send in bombers and... Uh, take out your home and uh, all that you are. Well, may happen that way. May not. God just may hold them back. But I had a one star in recent weeks uh, come back to me and say, look, you have to understand, keep your eyes fixed on the sky. And I couldn't figure it out. And finally, I just, I couldn't. I didn't know if he was talking about aliens or, or what it might be. But finally, it came to me. And he gave me a little hint. He said, Craig, those giants that you and your friend talk about are the worst order of business we've ever tried to plan for. And so, would you please not stop informing
of the uh, law enforcement people. Look, guys and ladies and gentlemen, there is no one I uh, have greater respect for than those gentlemen who wear badges and who do their best and who are try trying so hard to go by the uh, terrible uh, orders that have been set forth. And I've said over and over, gentlemen, ladies, do you get it that Nuremberg was about illegal orders? That was it. And, of course, there were other issues. But, listen, are you going to tell me that you're going to go out here into the countryside of America and wherever else you may be called upon to go and you're just going to say well okay whatever whatever they order me to do I will do and I keep telling these men and women and I've talked to some of them today uh, some uh, day before yesterday and it's it's this simple they cannot follow those orders and I've told them what will happen if they do they will be held accountable for what they do and they will be held accountable by men and women in this country who are trying so hard uh, to make it work even yet where are these giants where are these evil ones coming from they're coming from the Andes they're coming from the Alps they're coming from other mountain ranges they're coming from areas on islands that people have not even heard of in most cases why? because part of the evil is to keep this from you until the last moment and then they will unleash everything at once and there will be no way that we can fight it no turning back but and I'm going to again I've been talking more than I've talked probably in four months but this is such a joy for me uh, to be with you tonight folks and with these brave men so I'm going to uh, ask if somebody up there will take and give me just a little bit more and then when I come back uh, we're going to talk about the uh, issues that are out there that have been discovered near Washington uh, D.C. in the last uh, just very short time so folks uh, give me a break would you I'll, I'll take it uh, Doug do you want to comment before I take it no, go ahead, Steve. Okay. One, one of the things that, and, and thank God Greg is coming on again, ladies and gentlemen, when his surgery, one of the, I forget which one, but they damaged his larynx and, um, and his vocal cords. So, you know, his um, whole respiratory system and his speech ability, is just, he's just regaining that with his strength. But, you know, one of the reasons why I love Greg Evenson and why I respect him so much, and I've never been in the military, that's obvious to you, 
those of you who are. The point being is here you've got a soldier for the Lord Jesus Christ absolutely being raised off his dead bed, but death bed and saying, I'm not going to give up. I have not talked to Greg about any of this stuff. I want people to understand this. Separate and apart from me. In other words, I'm not calling Greg every other day, checking on him to see how he is or anything, because I told Greg, I said, Greg, I'm going to let you heal. Every time he talks, and then prior to this, it was very difficult for him to talk. I know he was on with Hawk last week or the week before. But the point that I'm trying to make is simply this. He's standing his post in his position. Greg is one of the two people I know that were zapped literally by a weapon system that most people, if they were on their, what I would call their uh, hyena and jackal boards, would say doesn't exist. So was Hawk. When Hawk went down for the 10 count, people immediately gathered around their jackal and hyena boards and said he was faking it. You know, and the bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, you better listen to this. I have not talked to Greg outside of asking him to come on this show in reference to anything concerning giants, Antarctica, or anything else. Now, look, it's obvious that the people that monitor my email and phones and Greg's emails and phones and all their little spies and all their propagandites and all their little trolls from hell, all their invented uh, intelligences, all their slanders, obviously, they're working overtime. But Greg was told by a one-star general that the giants are coming. And I'll let him tell you exactly from Antarctica. The tunnels between Antarctica and uh, South America have been absolutely activated. And these things are a half mile wide by hundreds of feet tall. Did you get that? Doug, you understand how big that is? A half mile by two to three hundred feet in the air. That's a 20 to 30 foot story building. Now, gee, why do they need tunnels that tall? You know, again, uh, maybe we should get, we'd probably get in trouble, but the Jeopardy uh, theme song that plays when when the questions are being pondered, or excuse me, answers are being pondered to the questions that have been presented. What's critical for people to understand is this. Even Adolf Hitler ended up in Peru. After doing a show with you, Doug, I don't know, a couple months ago, I was contacted by a gentleman. He's older. And he told me about his dad and told me about the uh, migration of Hitler from Argentina to Brazil to Peru, but to the underground citadels of Peru. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's not by chance or circumstance that we started in Peru with the true legend series that Tim and the film crew have gone to on uh, a couple occasions, as well as Europe and other places, to document this. So when Greg Evenson told me that his uh, one-star general was telling him to warn the people, it is provocative in the sense that it's no longer hidden. The gates of hell are open. You're seeing animals born with human faces. You're seeing the Chinese cloning humans, announcing it. They will not sign to any agreement. The chimeras are coming back. Pregnant tyrannosaurs with, uh, and by the way, that word means terrible lizard, it is basically uh, a pregnant, they're going to extract live DNA. I believe and have been told by people in the know that they already exist. 
and then if that's not enough, now you can put into perspective, and this is why I said, Jesus said, men's hearts failing them for looking after those things coming up on the earth. After 25 years, I'm, that's like, what, about nah, close, close to 40% of my life, talking about this stuff, the point is now you cannot deny the fact that the robot wars are here, that the, uh, if you will, the Skynet is in place, that the end of human beings is going to be even more uh, pronounced, the mouthpieces of hell. Who hates humanity more than anything or anyone or anyone or anything in the entire universe? It's the devil because God in his majesty created Adam originally in his image and likeness. Jesus Christ came to reestablish that likeness. We don't quit being uh, 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 men or women. And by the way, that's by, um, that is by design, not by desire. The whole issue of gender confusion all goes back to the same thing. The devil is tearing up the image of men and women before your very eyes and the kiss the enemy's butt embracing pulpits are going right along with it. Now that's as tactful as I know how to be. Steve, uh, very roughly, yeah, yep. I'm sorry, and, go ahead. And do you, do you have the, the, your breath back, Greg? I believe I do. Okay, go ahead. But I want you to focus. I want you to focus, if you would, uh, on specifically the general statement on Antarctica, the tunnels, and where they're going to come up throughout the world. Would you do that? I sure will. Look, um, there are some good people in the Pentagon. There are some that I wouldn't give you five cents for. But there are, ladies and gentlemen, that are trying... Again, their best. Many are, were forcibly retired, including General Boykin, uh, a tremendous uh, warrior, Green Beret General. Uh, look, folks, these guys are, are just beside themselves, trying to think of a stronger term. Uh, they are just lost in grief over what's happened. Uh, to the uh, American servicemen and women and what's taking place in front of their eyes. But when I have a general tell me that these tunnels are so huge that you can have 10 B-52s wingtip to wingtip uh, in those tunnels so they can be extricated and used for, for what? well, for war against mankind, that all types of um, artillery and other weapons of war are in those tunnels. Now, here is something you may have heard, oh, I don't know, over the last few years, but that is simply that we are anywhere from 40 to 75 years uh, out from the latest technology. We are that far down that there are weapons you have never heard of, seen used, seen demonstrated 
or anything else. It is that great a problem we're dealing with. Now, see, this came to me today, and I almost fell off the edge of the chair here when you said this. Uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex, Thunder Lizard, Terrible Lizard, um, have you ever heard, and I shouldn't put you on, <laughs> on the spot like that, but what I was told was that these thunder lizards, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, are going to be, in effect, the pets, the escorts for the giants. Now well, I, don't, I have wow. I have heard that, and and they even made the Germans even made a mockumentary about Hitler in Antarctica that showed uh, one of the Nazi high command riding one as a pet. Okay, so they've already they've already thrown that out. But go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry. Well, no, no. I just you know it it was so stupefying to me, good because frankly, Steve, I had not heard that. That was out there so far on the edge of the branch, I'm talking the twig part, and uh, so, but nonetheless, these giants are going to be using the tunnels that have the openings in all of the continents, as I mentioned before, and they are going to be quickly overrun by millions of giants and other creations of rogue science. We know that science is way ahead uh, of what we think they have uh, done, what they have actually created, and because of that, what we're going to see will be so uh, beyond the pale that we won't, we simply won't be able to, to deal with it. And that's why when I speak, uh, especially to a few of the guys uh, that are uh, guys I went to a state trooper school with so many years ago, uh, they're just going, Craig, this is nothing like this have I ever heard. And I told uh, one not long ago, I said, please, please, uh, put your thinking hats on and be ready, whether you're from... South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, wherever you are from, and you are a trooper, you are going to be at the cutting edge of what is taking place now in these diabolical uh, research laboratories. And what? How bad can it be? We can't describe it. And Steve, I have heard that, uh, in fact, was the one star that said he believed that many of these giants were hybrids that were beyond what we have heard uh, is the quote normal size of anywhere from uh, 30 uh, to 40 feet that some of them are uh, in excess of 50, 60, 70 feet or beyond. And again, Hold that thought, Greg. I, We're up against the break. We'll be right back. Stay with us, folks. This is the Global Star Radio Network.
you may look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond, you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Ladies and gentlemen, to this very special edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report, two very special people, uh, two very special people in our lives, Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com and Mr. Greg Evenson, theheartlandusa.com. Uh, folks, if there's, if I have any favor with any of you out there, please, please do me one favor, and that's really pray for the power of healing and for the healing of, of uh, Greg Evenson. And, uh, for his wife, Liz, both suffering from health problems. But I'll tell you something. They're strong people and they're godly people and they're going to get through, uh, the, the things that they're, they're, they're going through right now. And with your prayers, it's just going to be more expeditious, if that's the right way to say it. Um, also, uh, if, if I, if I can say this, folks, if you want, uh, applicable study materials for what we're talking about tonight. Critical in those study materials, Empire Beneath the Ice, Genesis 6 Giants, and Xenogenesis, all by Steve Quayle. You go to stevequayle.com. That's stevequayle.com. Also, as far as pre- uh, physical preparations are concerned, gold and silver, uh, when the markets do take a, take a turn, and when we need uh, some sort of off-grid currency, a storage of wealth, wealth preservation, gold and silver, Renaissance Precious Metals. That's uh, through vsdequail.com or Renaissance Precious Metals, their own website. The only people, in my view, to trust for precious metals. All right. Uh, Greg Evenson, again, weathering the uh, weathering the storm um, and... and uh, speaking to us from the heart and with a lot of knowledge firsthand and Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com we're going to turn it over to Steve Quayle Steve go ahead sir well I think it's critical that people understand you know I always get emails like this and and let me put it into perspective. This is the most critical issue because people look at prophecy and they've been so focused on 
arguing over, uh, forgive me, not understanding the difference between the catching away of the saints prior to the second return of Jesus, uh, right prior to it, that they've argued and they've missed the point. We're called to fight. The battle is real. So when I get an email from some arrogant prophetess claiming that this is just a couple of obscure verses, I know that the lady's no prophetess, okay? That's a literal situation. I'm sorry, but this is real. You know, Greg, when I started on talk radio, the late Sue Bradley, who's gone to be with the Lord a number of years ago, God bless her. She worked for Admiral Thomas Moore, who is a chief of the joint chief, head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yes. He told he told Sue, and she actually sent me an email, it's on my website someplace, he said, there's only one person, and, and this isn't flattery, you guys, this is my calling, and my desire to be obedient to the calling, even though I screw up, even though I say things I shouldn't say, I hurt people's feelings, I never mean to do it, but the point is, he said, I'm listening to Steve because God gave him the revelation of the war that's ahead that people will have to fight. Now, again, that's not a pat on the back. It's giving glory to the living God that the former head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff would make that statement, okay? Well, here's what we're talking about tonight, ladies and gentlemen. You're in a battle. We've got the battle raging where our brethren around the world are being beheaded. The women are being raped to death where their insides are on their outsides. They're being mutilated. They're being mowed down 250 at a time. They're being burnt alive. They're being drowned. Our brethren are being crucified. They're being shot. They're being thrown off buildings. Okay? They're being, and children, mutilated, slaughtered, butchered, having their hearts torn out of their chest and eaten for the cameras. And the silence in the church rolls on and on. Our brethren, who are people who love Jesus as much as you do and trusted him unto death already, are absolutely chopped up and their bodies sold as meat in the meat market. And yet the silence is deafening. So when people tell me, you're an angry man, oh, you bet I'm angry. Because the Bible says you can be angry and sin not. And Greg, you know, it's interesting. I want you to comment on this and then just go directly because you got the next hour with your breaks to talk about it's it's this and i asked you this off air what gets real is when it and, and excuse me when it gets real it gets rough right and tonight we're talking about a rough subject it's going to get real and the the people that are listening jesus said if i told you earthly things you believe me not how can i tell you heavenly things yet we're told woe unto you inhabitants of earth i mean people can have their charts they can have their graphs but they better man up ball up and get ready because a fight is going to be a supernatural one now i want to say this and i'll turn it right over to you greg I've read the scriptures most of my last 44 uh, years of knowing Jesus. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I do. I read the scriptures. But the point is, is that I have never seen where God's people defeated anything in their own strength. I challenge anybody to tell me that. When they sought the Lord, they were victor victorious. When they turned from the Lord, they were defeated. And that's the same story for the U.S. military. You know, I get mocked all the time, Greg, and to my knowledge, to my knowledge, and the best of my knowledge, no one ever said that the U.S. military would turn against the people of God and the Christians, except the word of the Lord that I posted on my website however many years ago, okay? I got called every name in the book, but here's what I'm telling you. You can call me all the names in the book, slander me, steal 
steal my stuff, put it on the internet, bear false witness, try and destroy me. But here's the deal. Not one of those people have done it, calling me a false prophet, calling me this or that. And they're the ones that have the false prophecies because they claim to be a false prophet, has ever been that accurate. And no one could have been that accurate except by the grace of God. What I'm telling people now is that they better get ready. Greg Evenson heard in the last week from his one-star general and others that it's getting ready to go down and that these entities are coming up on the earth. And again, Greg, I want to thank you for your faithfulness to come back on. Now, I'll give it to you. You take it as long as you want it. And, uh, you know, take the next hour because after that, we're going to have to let you go just to get rest. But please, say anything you want to say and tell the people to get real. I know there are people out there that will believe you and I, I'm thankful that God has raised you up for this night. Go ahead, sir. Thank you very much. Look, I'm looking at uh, men uh, like uh, John and and uh, and uh, David and uh, Lawrence or Larry down in Oklahoma, uh, state troopers, uh, retired, and others all up through the Midwest that I know probably better because of the geographical area. But, gentlemen, your wives and your families are so faithful uh, to you and others that are still on active duty. Uh, I just want to breathe this very short prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, you know that today, as we were finishing our preparation for this program, that uh, you brought to my mind the vision of you fellas and gals that are out in your squads, wherever it might be, and next door to one another. In other words, one pulls up beside the other, and one driver window and the other driver window, I know how that is, did it many times. Heavenly Father, bless these men and their families. Take whatever it will uh, they they need to convince them. Take it and use it uh, so that they can go on uh, through their careers and be helpful at the time unknown to many of us who are now retired. And thank you for it. Rick and Julie Heasy in Ohio, don't quit praying. Thank you folks for indulging me, but listen, these men and women are so critically important and my one star that I just simply can't name but has let me know that the jihad that is the Muslim war uh, has a what they call zero hour that is going to come uh, against America it's coming uh, in that time frame as I mentioned before uh, between now and early 2017, uh, somewhere in there, that uh, the mosques, all of them, not a, not one here or one there. Look, folks, I'm sorry. If this offends you, then be offended. But the mosques exist in this country so that they may fulfill their jihad goal of doing away with America with all that we stand for 
and they want to have the last say about all that's taking place in this country. Now, you got to be saying to yourself, well, why would they do that? Well, it's very simple. Because they are Satan's minions. Sorry if you're offended. That's the way it is. They are here to lay claim to America, to do what Steve described earlier, only to American citizens. And make no mistake, I don't care whether your name is Cruz or Trump or Clinton. It doesn't matter. You are not, at this point, ready for what's going to happen. And I pray each night that whoever ultimately gets the nod for President of the United States will have the courage and will have the motivation to say whatever it takes for us to go down to South America to head them off and to stop that tunnel, whatever it takes. Now, this is me speaking, not these people. If it takes a nuclear device to stop it, or several, then so be it. There's nothing else will do it, gentlemen. Ishmael Amarazi had a home 10 miles from downtown Washington where he maintained an archive of the material that they're going to work with and buy to make sure that their goals are reached. And if you don't think, you don't believe that they're going to try with every fiber of their being to accomplish this goal, then I'm sorry. You simply are out of the loop. You're not going to make it. And this is so sad that these folks, uh, Steve and Doug and Joe, are just not going to make it. They're not going to be there. And so, look, one more time. I am being told by military people that these areas that are wide open to the movement, the orderly, and uh, I mean by orderly, I simply mean that they will uh, do what their military plans call for uh, to make sure that everything that they have planned can be carried out. The Muslim uh, mission archives and the orders are those uh, that have sequence that will take them right to your back door or can. Now, the one thing some of you may know, some of you may not know, is that working hand and glove with the Muslim uh, extremists are Black Lives Matter across the country. They are committed to the, the same goal, the same uh, elimination of not only white people, and I'm not trying to make this racial, it's a fact, but 
what they're doing is starting at a county level. Now look, I'm staying in touch uh, with my sheriff. Not as much as I should, but I'm trying. And I will tell you that uh, there is no way that we can do this without the county sheriffs, without the state militias, that is, the state uh, army guard. And I'm telling you, I have trained over many years those that are responsible within the military and that have organized after they retired uh, to be considered uh, state guard like in Texas or simply that they are on uh, the same team as the rest of us so that when you come upon a uh, uh, an airport in the middle of nowhere that has as part of its uh, uh, as part of its uh, all of its uh, equipment the the uh, resources necessary to fight uh, these guys then be glad that somebody out there has been putting this together on your behalf that somebody in the Rocky Mountains, somebody in Montana, somebody somewhere has been working on your behalf. And if without it, there would have been no possibility that we could uh, see the moments of possibility that we can move ahead and try to do that, which is for our nation. Uh, when we met in, in uh Montana last year uh, I will tell you it was a moment uh, to behold roughly 500 people all of them uh, giving their lives and their their moments uh, together uh, to say we will help we will be a part of this and when I talked to so many uh, uh, along with Mike Petty my dear friend uh, who was there in the mix, mixture to say, whatever it takes, Greg, we're going to do it. And so, look, make no mistake, we are preparing, still preparing, still making it work, and we will not quit, as Steve said earlier. I'm sorry, I'm just not put together that way. Neither are the generals and the colonels and the men that I know that are out there that are saying, just keep it going, Steve. Keep it going, Craig. Don't quit, Doug and Joe. Look, they're counting on us because they're so few that they can count on in the government. Those that are in the government working against us, working against your families, working to take us down. And that means we've got to work that much harder. Gentlemen, I'm about ready for a little break, and uh, my wife dropped me something. Here says, what does jihad have to do with the giants? Well, I have to believe that jihad, which is war, which is a uh, killing of all those who are not of the same cultural uh, arm as the uh, uh, Muslims, uh, it is it is that 
of these people who are allied. Steve, correct me if you think I'm wrong. But those allied, whether it's Black Lives Matter, uh, Muslims, Muslims in government, Muslims in in the yeah. Uh, 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 well, I think I think Greg, what you're what you're saying is this: is evil is going to have its full expression, and in go. that full expression will be concurrent evils. But let me share this: the Bible is very clear about the battles that are going to take place. That it's going to be uh, ominous. Let me remind everybody of this: the Super Bowl commercial. And this thanks Randy Conway. By the way, I put up his new uh, poem on the alerts. Everyone had better read that. But here's what he said. He's quoting the 2014 Maserati Super Bowl commercial. The world is full of giants. We were like a wind appearing out of nowhere. Trust what we feel in our guts, in our hearts. Then when we're ready, quietly out of the dark and strike. Now, that was in 2014, and if those of you familiar with Maserati cars know what the uh, uh, emblem is, it's the Trident, and off there was an Operation Trident. Trident is the name of our nuclear uh, missiles, actually our nuclear submarines, the Trident submarines. So the Trident goes back to very much one of the Greek gods, and, and you know, this is what people just don't understand. What it has to do is simply this. They who love death are going to embrace it. And the giants are coming back to take their vengeance. Now, I want to share a couple things, okay? And it, it would just bear with me. Greg is talked, or has talked about and opened up about Stargates. Let me tell you what some of the things I know. Some I feel really at liberty to talk about and others I don't. You pray about these and then when the Lord releases me, I'll give you more stuff. First of all, the gates have been located near and around underground pyramids. Are you noticing all the pyramids are starting to come into play? And not just what's on top of the earth, but under the earth. The gates have also been located underwater. Interesting, huh? The gates have been located in both polar regions. With, by the way, one of the uh, the two strongest gate points are both the North Pole and the South Pole. That gates have been located on other planets. I've shared with you Skunk Works, the former head of Skunk Works statement, that anything that the people can imagine they've already done. People said we're 100 years in advance. I'll tell you this, multi-star generals have said we're not hundreds of years in advance. We're 50,000 years in the past advanced. A special operations general once told me, uh, Greg, he said, Steve, 90% of what we do behind the scenes is dealing with advanced technology, advanced weaponry, and trying to keep each of the other sides from obtaining it. And he said, that's on the left hand. On the right hand, we fight the things that go bump in the night, and we have to fight those things so that people don't disappear in the night. But I remember him saying the time will come when they are told by the Lord to stand down. And ladies and gentlemen, I haven't heard from those gentlemen for a number of years, and they were told to stand down, and they have. That's why the gates are opening. If you do not understand what CERN is, then you're lacking discernment, being able to tell the times and the seasons. What's also interesting is this, that uh, 
the gates fit perfectly on top of the pyramids that they're adjacent to. Every time I have seen the gates, and when I say I have seen them, I've only seen drawings that way. I'm not in possession of anything that's other than just drawings by a very artistic general, and I don't even have those anymore because, unfortunately, I guess I threw them away when I had all my stuff shredded. Uh, Gates are located near Mount Ebo, Mount Moriah, and ladies and gentlemen, where the angels first fell. See, I think people just think that the angels, Greg, fell off clouds and somehow ended up, you know, on Mount Hermon. They did, most people won't deal with the fact that they came, they gated through, just like Jacob's ladder. And when we say of a ladder, that doesn't mean, you know, one that's an extension ladder. It means something that gets you from a lower location to a higher location or a higher location to a lower location. And listen to this. This is amazing. Those who have already jumped space, and if you don't believe that's happening, then you're about yeah, 50 years behind. They've identified gate structures on the moon's surface, Mars, Europa, and the planets outside the solar system. Guess what? They can't identify those gates unless they've gone to those gates. So if they've gone to those gates and know what's opening in those gates, you see, this is the thing that is so astonishing, Doug, Joe, Greg, is people will not, the church, the church has abdicated its supernatural empowerment by the Holy Spirit to not only take on evil, but to defeat it. In the meantime, the Satanists, the Luciferians, the globalists, and all those who are practicing the dark arts and the pharmakia, which the book of Revelation calls their uh, sorceries, they continue on the, their sorceries. And so when you're dealing with myths and legends, and now those myths and legends are coming alive, I think, Greg, you also told me that they're going to be appearing in the jungles of South America, Latin America, and uh, Mexico. I think those were the three places you mentioned, and that obscure abandoned ruins are where they're going to come out. Is that an accurate representation? Well, it not only is, uh, but you must understand uh, that some of this uh, was a precursor during the days of the ancient Indian tribes, uh, that they not only worshipped these beasts, but they were a part of the uh, present uh, movement toward uh, our seeing them come, and they'll be coming through jungles, through back mountainous areas, so that they are not visible until the last moment. And they appear, as it were, out of nowhere. And that's what, you know, I've been studying this stuff, ladies and gentlemen, for a long time. Obviously, 40-some years is a long time. I'm 65, uh, coming in August. But the point that is critical is that, do you think these volcanoes are all coming active just by chance? Do you understand uh, the, the dimensions that are being interfered with to bring these things back into our dimension? Do you understand that the fallen angels have children with earth women and, it, and, and here's what's uh, got to be made clear Doug I think you finally you know you understood it and most people are understanding it but fallen angels can size themselves fallen angels are not giants they can take on the form of a man they can enter a woman in heaven Jesus said they are neither given or taken in marriage but fallen angels on earth have been the sole source of 
of evil and corruption. Even today, they are control the world. They control it through their stooges. They control it through their persona, literally taking on human form. And that's what, you know, this is what something is very frustrating for me because people have got to understand that this is a supernatural war, so much so that Jesus said there's never been anything like it, nor would be again. And except the days be shortened, there would be no flesh left alive. And on the top, and let me share this, on the top left-hand side of Dredge right now, someone born will live to be a thousand, immortality now possible. When God uh, spoke and gave the command not to eat of one fruit of one tree, he said, in the day that you do, you shall surely die. Now, they didn't die physically, Adam and Eve, but they died spiritually. And the resurrection transcends Eden into our present day, that when we come to know Jesus Christ, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And so what I'm trying and praying and believing for is God's people will get it. Greg, I'm getting emails from people all over the world, not just the United States, from the outback of Australia. Good day, mate. I'm getting them from New Zealand. I'm getting them from uh, uh, Russia. I'm getting them from different places uh, that basically I'm astonished at. Uh, even some in the Arctic Circle, even some from Antarctica, you know, guys who come back to the States on whatever they call it when they get out of there for a time, furlough or whatever. The fascination is is that the the subject matter of giants of supernatural war on on earth from heavenly entities and demonic and supernatural wickedness is now being a phenomenon experienced around the world i remember years and years ago doug i don't I think it was on your show when you and I first started, after you started on the radio or whatever, is that uh, the Lord had given me a word. I've still been unable to find it, but basically it was this. The invisible will become visible. The invisible will become visible. The things of men's nightmare will come into your realm of existence. Men's hearts will fail them, for there is nothing, the Lord said, that human beings can even reference at the point. Now, saying all this stuff, I want to share this. My hope is in the Lord. My trust is in the Lord. Uh, Operation Giant Slayer. If, if by the grace of God I get on TV, and, and I want to share this, my I've, I've, I've searched and searched and searched, but now I think I have the title. And I think I might have mentioned it before, Doug, Joe, and Greg, if you've ever heard this, but I'm going to call it David's Sling. Because David's Sling is that which God placed in his, David's hand, that he was skilled with against the lion and the bear. And that's what, under God's direction, he took down a Goliath, which was an impossibility for any human being. I've heard scientists say, well, he must have hit him certain here, blah, blah, blah. That's not it. It was God directed that slingshot. And some people are emailing me, asking me when I'm going to get on the air with my weekly Bible study. I, I don't know that yet. I thought I could have been on the air by now. Uh, I watched the final edit of True Legends of the DVD, the second uh, DVD in the series, with two separate discs. I think it's two hours and 50 minutes. Obviously, discs are split up. And it's so mind-blowing. And ladies and gentlemen, this is this has been the hand of God directing this. You know, again, I think 
it's the timing. The timing of the release of this information is critical. And now that it's critical, you know, Doug, I want to take the chance while we've got Greg on the air, not take the chance, but take the opportunity to ask everybody around the world who has prayed with me for Greg Evenson and Liz Evenson to pray for Greg. God has raised him up literally. I remember the day, Greg, you sent me a picture, Liz sent it to me, you're undergoing the operate, going in the operation that was questionable. In other words, they didn't know if you'd live or die. And I saw you with the head thing on, the, the head net or the cover or cap, what it's called, and your hand raised to heaven. Well, tonight, Father, in Jesus' name, I raise my hand and I lift my voice unto heaven. From whence cometh my help? From whence came Greg's help? And from whence and from where all of your people will draw strength in these days? I ask you, Lord, to restore, renew, and refresh Greg Evenson and Liz. I ask that you restore their youth. I ask, God, that you heal that which has been damaged. I ask, God, in Jesus' name, that you put uh, 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 literally a dome around, a pavilion of your presence over Greg and Liz. Lord, I don't care, Lord, if they assign a bomber, a cruise missile, or whatever, Lord, to Yard Farm. I pray, Lord, that the weapons will detonate the minute the launch code is given to the vehicle that sends it. I don't care if it's suspended in space. I don't know, Lord, all of the weapons that were, will come against those of us in the end times, but I thank you, God. You raised up Hawk, and I ask you to bless him and protect him. You raised up Greg Evenson, Lord. Thank you for, for protecting him and bringing him through eight surgeries. Lord, every time it was dicey, but through it all, Greg has borne witness to your name. And I say, come from the four winds, O Spirit of God. Just as, Lord, you commanded Ezekiel, and breathe upon Greg Evenson, and breathe upon your people out there that are absolutely terrified, Lord. I pray you give stainless steel to the spines of the men that are listening to this. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would raise up an exceeding great army of people sold out and told out. They won't compromise. And, Lord, just as the jihadis are ready to do what they're going to do, I pray that for a group of mighty men, I pray for my brother Doug, Lord, in Jesus' name, and his men. I pray that you'll protect them, Lord. You'll deliver them from all traps, from all snares, and from all operations that would result in them being set up to be killed. I ask God for the men and women in the military that know what's going on. I ask God for you to protect their lives. And Lord, you gave me a word. It's on my website under prophetic words, Lord. It's not that I'm a prophet, but you gave the word that men in the military go, men and women in the military, go to you, the living God, and seek you for the strength for the days that are now upon us. Lord, I pray for the intercessors. I pray for every single intercessor. I pray for Sue, Lord, York, and her entire congregation, Father. I pray for those that have prayed for this show, for Doug Hagman, Lord. And Doug was one of the only people that ever got to meet Pastor Bruce, Lord. And I pray for Doug and Joe that your hand of protection. Lord, I thank you for everyone who blessed them financially to get them out of the hole. Lord, you know the enemies that have risen up against Doug, Joe, myself. I ask that you literally, Lord, put an end to it in Jesus' name. And Father, I I ask in the mighty name of Jesus that you would grant hope, that you would grant vision and revelation, because your word says no weapon formed against the people of God will prosper, and all those that rise up against us will fall. Lord, even to Tracy, who was praying that Greg Evenson would come back on the show, and she said to me in an email, God answered her prayer, Lord. To Romy, who's been praying, to Bieta, who's been praying, to all 
the intercessors, Diana, all, Lord, and I don't know them all, God, to my brother Ben in, in New York, Lord, in Jesus' name. I ask, Father, that you bless each and every intercessor, Lord, supernaturally, empower them, just like the prophet said, just like fire shut up in their bones, Lord, I pray for a release of the Holy Ghost power and anointing. Your word says, God, you've given Greg Evenson, Liz Evenson, everyone listening to this who will take this by faith, power to spread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Father, serpents and scorpions, whether it's T-Rex, Tyrannosaurus Rex, whether it's anything that came out of that period of time, Father, in Jesus' name, give your people a fighting spirit. Give them David's sling. Whatever it is, whatever skill, ability, gifting in God, give them David's sling, Lord. The giants will come, but, oh God, grant victory. For you said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. But, Lord, they are weapons, and your people don't know that they exist, first and foremost, and they don't know how to use them, secondly. Father, I pray you train up the hands of the weak. I pray that you give strength to the feeble. And, Father, it's not by might nor by power, but by your Spirit, saith the Lord. God, you commanded Ezekiel, you pray, you breathe the breath of life into the bones in Ezekiel. Lord, a graveyard, will you please do so upon your church? It's not, Lord, I hear all these people, God, talking about revival, revival. God, you don't revive the dead, you resurrect the dead. And then through that resurrection, beholding the King of glory, the creator of heaven and earth, Lord, and all of us, then there's revival. That literally means to bring back to life again. But revival cannot proceed, uh, it can't proceed the resurrection of everybody's dead. And Father, in Jesus' name, a little spark. I don't know if there's one glimmer of hope or a thousand or whatever. And Lord, people will quote to me Second Chronicles uh, uh, whatever, 714, but they won't live it. Father, I'm praying for that which only you can do. God, it's never been a case of what we can do for you. It's always been Emmanuel, God, with his people, God save his people. And Lord, I just ask tonight that you give everyone a revelation through this weekend of how late it is in the game and that there's nothing to be afraid of. Fear not, your word says, for you are with us. You will uphold us with the right hand of your righteousness. And God, I ask you to do this. I thank you for what you're doing in Greg Evenson's life, in Liz's life, and all the lives of those who are listening to this, wherever they might be. Rise up, O Spirit of the living God, and the resurrection uh, exaltation of Jesus Christ through the blood of the Lamb. And Lord, I cover those whose hearts are right to you and for you and, and toward you with the blood of the Lamb. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead, Greg. See you, Father. Just this last thought, ladies and gentlemen, you've just been challenged by one of the greatest prayer warriors on planet Earth, and I want you to add to that list the men uh, and a few women who are in key leadership positions in the Pentagon and outside that have one great fear, and that is that the troops that have been quietly trained and set aside uh, to make sure that the gates open and that they open successfully will have their prayers answered, that there will be a failure in total. But in the meantime, keep them in your prayers just because. Gentlemen, it's been 
wonderful to be with you. I think I've stretched it <laughs> about as far as I can, but I will tell you this. What a wonderful moment uh, to be with you again, and perhaps before too long, we'll do it again. Thank you, Steve, Joe, Doug. God bless you. And we'll God bless you, Greg. Soon. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's such a pleasure and, and an honor and uh, great to hear you in, in person and talk to you again and looking forward to the opportunity when we can do it again. And, and, and uh, many people, Greg, are, have, have sent in emails wanting to know specifically, you know, where to, to point their prayers. We've uh, obviously are very concerned about you. We've responded. We are responding to them. Uh, Good. Pray for uh, uh, Greg Evanson. God bless you, my friend. Thank you for. Wonderful. Thank you for. Be careful. All right. All right. We got wow. uh, Steve staying wow. with us. And then at the top of our three, we're going to be joined um, by Ryan with Steve. And we got about 15 minutes left in this segment. Steve, I'm going to turn it over to you. You guys Thank covered you. a lot of ground uh, well, so far. Well, you know, again, um, to the universe and back, God, you know, it's interesting to me because uh, superpositioning and quantum theory, I've said this before, but how amazing that we're on Earth, we're fighting the good fight of faith, yet we're in Jesus Christ, who is seated at the right hand of the Father, until the time the Father says, go and gather the harvest. We're in two places at once, but the thing that God never loses track of is his heart towards his people. I like what Pastor Langford said, Doug and Joe, God never gets tired of forgiving. If that were not the case, I wouldn't be on this uh, show tonight, neither would you, Doug, and neither would you, Joe, neither would anybody be able to say, thank you, Jesus. But as the days grow darker, it calls for a new sense of boldness. As the days grow more evil, it stands for a greater proclamation of righteousness. And you know, when the Yazidis were uh, uh, ready to be wiped out on that mountain, we all prayed. And I think we prayed at the Whitestone Conference, and then after that, Jeremiah uh, Farrell and others, Jamie, and a whole group of people, Marines, these weren't, you know, basically uh, Boy Scouts. These were battle-hardened Marines went over there and trained the, the Kurds, but God gave them the victory because that's who we look to you know we don't look to the hills our hill our, you know the hills look we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses and a cloud of angels we're surrounded by those who cheer us on those who have gone before us in the faith that's in the book of hebrews but what we are uh, how do i say this tasked with is being the salt of the earth you know without jesus we can do nothing and i would make this claim. Think back on all the sermons that have been preached. All I'd have to do basically is know how many churches there are, how many Sundays, multiply that by a certain number and come up with what I would bet would be the remnant pastors preaching Jesus. And I would say this, it would be less than 10%, okay? So when Jesus is not preached, when Jesus is not pronounced, when the power, the miraculous working power of Jesus Christ is not present, things go to hell really fast. And you know, there are actually people that believe if you say the word hell, it's a curse word, yet Jesus talked about in hell. 
you know, what happens to people when they go there. Yeah, Doug, we're a falsely religious group of frauds unless we stand up for Jesus. And I want to make something clear to everyone. I, you've got to understand this. Whether you like me, hate me, like Doug, hate him, like Joe, great, that's irrelevant. What you've got to understand is this is a fight that is of your making because someone is doing uh, some entity is working overtime to destroy you if you truly know Jesus. Every day, the drudge headlines, all the different transhumanist magazines I read, everything is holding out this one statement. God's a liar. You're not going to die. There's no hellfire. And even if there is, you're not going to go there because you're not going to die. Well, guess what? I think the last pages of history are still to be written. And in the last month, I've said so many times, what's the use, Lord? What's the use? And all I can tell you is, is I, well, it's not actually accurate. I said that this afternoon, Doug. I said, what's the use, Lord? We pour our hearts out. We absolutely do this, Lord, to try and get people into your kingdom. And by the way, since you and I have been on talk radio, Doug, together, I've literally was, received thousands of emails from people that have said, thank you for making it easy for me to come back to Jesus. Thank you for explaining to me the giants. Thank you for explaining to me I don't have to be fearful of the end times, but I can be victorious. So, you know, again, that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. People expect the impossible from people. God's the God of the impossible. I had a guy email me, and I want to share this because it's pertinent and it illustrates the point. He wanted me to get him out of California, tell him who to see in California, uh, what to do to get out of California, and basically, that was it, okay? He's got a PhD or a couple of them, big deal, but that. I sent him back, and I said, sorry, I don't have time. He sends me back a cryptic message saying, I don't like you, you're not, you don't exemplify Christ. Of course I don't exemplify Christ. I am a sinner saved by grace trying to do what I do. I get over, and, and pretty soon I'm going to make this announcement tonight. I am going to have all my emails starting, uh, what is this, April, May, uh, read by someone else. If you want to get through to me on medals, put medals in the headline, because I simply cannot take the time. We're in True Legends, Doug, right now, the production, okay? I mentioned it. Why did God have us start in Peru? Well, it's real obvious, because something happened in Peru and that involved the giants and involved the greatest tunnel system in the world. And what's fascinating is, is that the cover-up of the alien agenda incorporated into the religious pronouncements of not only the Catholic Church, but of Islam, not only of Islam, but of Hindu and the Hindi religion, it's all getting ready for the annunciation, the appearance of the Antichrist. So given that time that we are in, is this stuff relevant? Of course it is. And to, again, say to the one woman, because you can tell I'm not a fan of hers. By the way, she said she was a prophet. I had to inform her she was a prophetess, not a prophet. Should have known that if she was a prophet, that these are not a few obscure verses. She'd probably have trouble with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But what people don't get is their opinions, including mine, don't matter unless the scripture is illustrated.
offering or our opinions are based on the scripture. It's my opinion that all who basically deny the Lord Jesus Christ will not spend eternity with him. It's my opinion that God is giving us all, all, all these last minute moments of grace to basically seek his face. That's it. To seek his face. To repent. To find out, as Paul said, that he might comprehend what he was apprehended for. In other words, why did God call him? He wanted to know. Now, obviously, we all know in retrospect, but the point is, is that a lot of people don't. If those of you email me, please don't email me if you sign off. It is, I want to share this. Please don't use my name. I would never use anybody's name unless they said, I'm not afraid to for you to use my name, and then I won't use their name anyway. Why give the enemy more, uh, uh, what would you say, uh, ammunition? But the point is, is that I'm thrilled at the answers to prayer. And let me, let me uh, just volunteer this information. It's because men and women are praying that Greg Evenson came out of those surgeries. It's because men and women are praying that people aren't consumed. I had a girl contact me. I guess she's a young lady. She won't mind. And she's writing a thing for me on suicide because she was suicidal until God showed her suicide is the ultimate expression of pride and also of saying, God's not God. He can't help me. So people are ending their lives. My goal, Doug, is, as you know, people have emailed us back and forth and told us I was about to blow my brains out, but have you not heard those emails? Have you not heard those phone calls? Absolutely. So, you know, the thing is, is that things are getting late. Before we went on the air tonight, uh, I got a call from a man who is so well-connected that I, I can't, I don't have the connections he has. And he says, Steve, I've talked to everybody. And he named them off. And, you know, the, the world's who's who in people that get what's going on with the economy. And the idea that the mark of the beast technology is not here at this, forgive me, the mark of the beast is not here because the mark of the, uh, the beast is not here. The point is when the beast arrives, now people can claim it's a system, blah, blah, blah. But the point that I'm trying to get across is this, is that we are in a time period where the technology has now caught up with a revelation that John was given on the island of Patmos, who was basically banished for the testimony of Jesus. I'm talking about John the Beloved, the apostle of Jesus. The thing is, is that we're in a time period unlike any other, and I can run through everything if we had time, and just, just let me give you one example. The amount of radiation that's in Fukushima, it's, there's no words that are fitting now. Off the charts, they rewrite the charts. Unparalleled, they don't, they don't even acknowledge the parallel. Deadly, doesn't matter. There is nothing that's going on that the control mechanism through the total vice grip of Satan on the news media, on the finance, and everything is under... The, Jesus said it. Look, get mad at, at the Word of God if you want to. The whole world lies in the evil one. 
So if we're talking about biblical prophecy, if we're talking about the literal fulfillment, how is that doom and gloom? Well, it's doom and gloom if you don't believe it, of course. Now, it's fear porn. I love that. That's my favorite. That's a neuro-linguistic term that anybody who uses that, I assume, is under mind control. Just because I know the history of NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. I know the history of MKUltra and mind control. So what I look for, Doug, is the telltale signs. But discernment is everything. And isn't it interesting, supposedly a weasel shut down CERN? I would tell you, as my guess is, a couple of two-legged weasels cut down CERN, and I doubt it was a little furry creature, because, again, I don't know, I, I, and I'll just say this, I think I have a hunch I know who did it, but the point is, is how can I know that, except someone who's done it before told me, and they have the fruit to back it up. So as we are in the cooker, so to speak, the pressure cooker with volcanoes going off, earthquakes, Planet X, good night, you can see it now. Uh, there's a difference between lens flare, uh, spherical aberration, those are lens terms, chromatic aberration, meaning where sun will reflect off the internal elements in a camera. You know, they've got good cameras, and the point that I'm trying to make is you can shine some cameras into the uh, sun, but there are others that are corrected for that, and when you see two separate point light sources, one directly, let's say, at 12 o'clock, and one off to the 3 or 4 position, and the flare is at the 1 position, or even to the left side of the sun, which would be at the 11 o'clock, we're seeing it, we're seeing the effects of it, and remember, ladies and gentlemen, the goal, and here's the thing that I, I guess, Doug, I struggle on, I'm sorry to, to stammer on this, but does anybody get that these entities want the last man and child who's created in the image and likeness of a holy God destroyed? Where's the disconnect on that, Doug? Where's the disconnect? Steve, you know, that was one of the most difficult uh, concepts for me to grasp, and you know that you, <laughs> I, I, I just admire your patience with me because I had such difficulty understanding. I would ask you questions, and I'm not even sure. I, I don't even know why you even um, entertained some of my questions. But the, but yeah, you're right. The bottom line is they want our souls, every last man, woman, and child in the likeness of God. They want to destroy us. That's the end game. Yeah, and no, there's no other way to say it. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we come back on the next hour. We're going to talk a little bit about practical preps. Uh, what I'm finding out in the uh, preparation uh, world, and, and for the record, I've been out of that for a long time. I'm only back in it because uh, two things. Number one, a lot of the stuff that's out there claiming it's so many portions of this, so many portions of that, it's not true. And uh, Ryan Whitmer, who worked for me for a number of years, and now is kind of a representative for Demana Foods and the packages that I had a lot of uh, say into formulating, because here's the deal. You can't get by as a human being under, you know, with 300 calories per meal and have any fighting ability. Even MREs are better than that. But because people don't recognize that a calorie is a unit of measurement of life, it's just really important that we do this. This won't be long, and then I want to get back in, you know, Ryan will be on probably 10, 15 minutes at the most, and then I want to get back into that, uh, how big the gates are. I'm telling stuff that I haven't spoken about before. Some of it's obvious, but some of it isn't, and you know, Steve, because the gates have open. 
Yep. We're, we'll we're right at the it. break right now. We'll hit this on the other side. Folks, stay with us for Steve Quayle on the Hagman and Hagman Report this Friday edition. This is the Global Star Radio Network. Look at your city or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by blood. Ladies and gentlemen, to this hour, this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report, we are so blessed to uh, we we were so blessed to have with us uh, Greg Evenson. My goodness, D- folks! I hope, I hope, I hope that everyone um, certainly tells t- tells someone about Greg Evenson's appearance on our show. Certainly spreads the word and uh, replays the show. Uh, tell others about it. Uh, Greg Evenson and Steve Quayle talk about some terrific information that was given. Uh, it is just unbelievable, and we are so fortunate to have uh, with us right now Steve Quayle. Before we, you know, uh, well, I just want to say this too. Time is short, and um, you know the new math in America depends on long division. What do I mean by that? Well, when you look at what is taking place in America today, you're looking at this divisiveness. We are not going to, as Steve Quayle always says, we, we're not going to find any political solutions to spiritual problems. We have spiritual problems running in this country like you cannot believe. That's not going to be solved. Our spiritual problems will not be solved by political solutions. There are no political solutions to spiritual problems. And, and that's one thing that uh, Steve Quayle taught me. I, I learned that early on, and that has stuck with me for a long time. Now, folks, before we get back to our, our program, uh, I, I, I do want to make mention to this because Mother's Day is just, uh, uh, what, it's a couple of, it's not that far away. It's a week, uh, week from this weekend. Uh, it, it, Mom has been there for you. And those people, whether you're a man or a woman, if you still have, if you're still blessed with the presence of your mother in your life, then, 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 then show her you care. Please do so. Please do something nice for her. 
for her, proflowers.com. That is our go-to company for all things that uh, are beauty related <laughs> that's that's what i would like to say um, mother's day a special day for mom whether it be the mother of your children your grandmother your mother again remember mom has always been there she's been the expert on everything for you whether it's cooking relationship advice or, or just taking care of you giving you uh, giving you a, a pat on the back and saying it's going to be okay, son or daughter. Your mom means a lot to you. Your wife means a lot to you, the mother of your children. Make that day special for her. Get mom a hundred blooms, a hundred blooms with a free glass vase for nineteen ninety nine plus shipping and handling. Or, or better yet, make her day extra special if you choose to do this for Mother's Day. But I don't, you know what, don't wait for Mother's Day. Surprise her before. Upgrade to a premium vase and add gourmet chocolates for just nine ninety nine more. Great deal. Yeah, it is. Folks, go to proflowers.com today. Use our code word HAGMAN in the right-hand, upper right-hand microphone uh, box there. Proflowers, they take all of the guesswork out of sending your mom, your grandma, your wife the perfect Mother's Day gift or just a gift to say, I love you and thank you. Thank you for being there. You can't beat the price. You can't beat the convenience. ProFlowers takes care of all of the details. ProFlowers are guaranteed to be fresh and beautiful for at least seven days or your money back. And you choose a delivery date when you want it delivered. And it's guaranteed. Guys, it's a no-brainer. Here's here's how to get this special offer. The only way to get 100 blooms with a free glass vase starting at nineteen ninety nine. Call 800 ProFlowers, or even better, visit ProFlowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the top right-hand corner and type in Hagman. That's ProFlowers.com. Click on the microphone and type in Hagman. That's H-A-G-M-A-N-N. Mother's Day's coming up soon, but don't wait. Don't wait. Tell her you love her. Surprise her early. Time is running out, folks. Time is running out. Take advantage of this. For details, for information, go to proflowers.com and click on the blue microphone box. Enter our code Hagman. And guys, go shopping. It takes all the guesswork out of it, it uh, out of your shopping. And it's a, just a fantastic deal. It's proflowers.com. Our code word Hagman. Hurry on this deal, folks. That's proflowers.com. Code word Hagman. Joe, let's bring our guests back on. Yeah. <clears throat> for those of you who might have joined us late, Today we had Greg Evenson uh, join us with Steve Quayle <clears throat> for the first two hours, and it was just fantastic, all the content they covered, talking about the Giants, Bible prophecy, and what age and time we are living in, and watching it all unfold before our eyes. Not only that, but what is to come. This hour, uh, we have Steve with us, and I'm going to turn it over to you, Steve. Uh, and we got Ryan on with us. Ryan uh, Whitmer. Yeah, who's been on uh, once before. Uh, and Steve, I'll let you bring him on. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, for the last three weeks, I've had Ryan out in the phone world and uh, talking to different uh, manufacturers and people on what's going on in the food market. And what we've found, you know, when 
asked Ryan to come back on board is that most of the long-term storage food is just not, number one, it doesn't taste very good. And, and since I was in the business for probably off and on 40-some years, I think I, I know what uh, you know tastes good and what doesn't. But also, there's this facade that somehow you can live on 300 calories per meal. It's just not a doable thing. So, Ryan, I want to share. I want you to share. Take your liberty and share. You know what you've experienced in the last three weeks because basically you took this project on about a month ago, maybe a little longer than that, and and share what you're uh, you know experiencing from the people that contact you and also why this food line is different than anything that you know you've ever been exposed to because when you worked for me years and years ago, almost maybe ten years ago or whatever. Yeah. The the point is is that you've seen it all. So just take your liberty and share why, you know, this is different because people don't understand they need to have calories and they have, need to have nutrition. And those two words are not always, uh, you know, interchangeable. Go ahead. You know, Steve, the re- first of all, the response with this product with Numana has been unbelievable. I never could have dreamed the phone calls I would have gotten. Um, I've had calls from Canada, from Australia. People are looking at long-term food storage all around the world, um, and there is a big cry for it. And working with Nomana, they've been amazing, and then being able to put meat and chicken in all of our meals, um, we get the proteins, and we do have the calories because we get 1,500 calories per person a day. And that's, that's one of our big marketing things. Um, like you said, these other food companies, they basically just try to starve you. And then there are fillers with sugar, and they don't have the proteins. You know, this thing, we just, we hit it right on the jackpot with this one. Um, everything's GMO-free. It's organic. Uh, and it's phenomenal tasting. I mean, the, the response that I've gotten from customers has been phenomenal. And this is what they've been looking for. And they haven't been able to find it anywhere besides this new mana and with, with our product right now. Well, again, Ryan, uh, the first thing I said is, and I think people need to know this, I said, I want you to take everything, and I want you to go and cook it and share it with as many people as possible, and I want the taste test, okay? And share with people the the, the response to that taste test. Everybody is, whether, even if it's the, like, um, with the grains, a lot of times they're so bland. But with the beans and the grains, and then now with the chicken, and even the Alfredo and the pasta, Primavera, they hit the flavor that you, I mean, people are actually eating it for a meal. It's not just a storage. I mean, this this food is good enough that you could serve it, serve it for dinner every night. <laughs> Well, and then from the people that, you know, share with people, Ryan, the, their, their concerns and thoughts. Number one, obviously, price. You know, the, the biggest thing that, that I, I hear coming across my desk is uh, computers or phones or whatever is the fact that they want to know they're getting edible food and also that they can lock in food price. I mean, here's the deal. I don't know any other way of what I call food banking, and that doesn't mean go to a food bank. It means you're actually putting money in to uh, food. By the way, you can do that with Ross Powell's program, too, survival401k.com. You can actually buy that kind of stuff 
and use your IRA and retirement money. But, you know, from the people you talk to, is it safe to say, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, I'm just trying to ask, it's a concern from all the nations you're hearing from, right? Yes. And people, I, people are actually getting it for once. You know, when we were in this before, some people were looking at it as an option to buy food. And now when I'm talking with people, it's not an option anymore. It's a necessity. And people are to- they're understanding that now. And that they aren't holding off on ordering, waiting a week, waiting two weeks, because they understand we don't know when we're always going to have the food. So that's what I'm pushing with people, and they get it. Don't wait. Don't wait a week. Don't wait two weeks. Get it ordered now while we know we still have it, and it's great food. Well, uh, now, uh, again, share, for instance, you said 1,500 calories. You know, share the one year, or, or just give the example, if you would, of how many calories are in it. And then kind of, if you will, go run through the list, because it's on my website on the right-hand side. But I think people need to hear what's in the list, on the list, and what's in the food packages, because, look, Beans and grains, number one, I'm gluten intolerant. Number two, I can't eat beans, not only for the obvious reason, I just can't uh, uh, dissolve them. I I lack the enzyme in my stomach. So, you know, there's kind of a, I'd say, a a slappy in the facing out there, go buy beans and grains, but that's not it for everyone. You're better off buying rice, you know, and uh, something else. But share share this stuff. Just read a list of the stuff in one of the packages that, that people are showing the most interest in because I found it pretty all-encompassing. Yeah. And like I said, you know, the one thing we did create now, because pricing was a big deal, um, so we did break down, and we have a new, uh, we have some new starter packs. Um, I want to make sure that everybody knows when they go onto our website, which we'll give that in a bit, um, to make sure to go under shop. And under shop, they can see all the different things we have um, with, with the pricing and everything right on it. I'm just going to pull up. We we sell a lot of the two-person six-month packs. I'm going to go under right off the website where everybody can see. Bear with me. Okay, so this one, the two-person six-month pack, it has 515 total, 515,000 total calories. Like no other food company is going to offer that. And then when that's broken down, it does average out to 1,500. Uh, calories, about 1,500 calories per day for a person. Um, like on these, you get so much product, it's unbelievable. I mean, you get five family packs with meat, so all those will have meat. The Defender pack with meat, there's five of those. Um, four hormone-free milk packs, and then each one of those it has six in there, six packs. And the thing with our product, too, which everybody is loving, it's everything is resealable so you don't have to open it and then throw it away and a lot of these other things a lot of these other companies once you open their packs or once you open their bucket you can't reseal that up so all every one of our packs is resealable so you can make two meals you can make one meal you can do whatever you want for that day if you're really exerting yourself um you're going to maybe make two meals um yeah, there's diced chicken. You get one bucket there, and then one bucket of ground beef as well. So, like, each one of these family packs, that has 146 servings in it. I mean, that's an unbelievable amount. And then each Defender pack, which also is included in this, there's 136 servings of that. So, and like I said, everything's GMO-free. Um, 
and it's it's resealable. Well, again, the thing is, is that resealable, people need to understand the two worst enemies of storage food are heat and oxygen. So what the people at Numana did made, once you take some product out of a pouch, you can seal it back up. And obviously, that saves a lot of money. Uh, we, we think, based on what we're seeing, that with the trucking strikes, not only strikes, forgive me, with the shipping slowdown that is uh, happening with the railroad locomotives that are being basically just parked on side rails by now the thousands, that the time is going to come where people who are reporting shortages will be unfortunately uh, faced with the problem of not having anything. They can go to the store and they can have money, silver, whatever they want, but they won't have food. But now people have got to understand, as I've written on this stuff for years and years, when you have a controlled market under martial law or under complete austerity, the people with the metals will be able to barter for that which they need. Now, again, the idea here is, is that these buckets can be placed and or even buried. And this is something I'm, I'm afraid that years ago we didn't have to tell people about. But now, Ryan, with the new, uh, new uh, what would you say, attitude that preppers are terrorists and yet yeah. terrorists are saviors, uh, people have got to become more of a hunter-gatherer, excuse me, warrior to be able to keep their food safe. So the buckets are sealed, the individual pouches are sealed, and it's probably, in my opinion, the highest calorie count with the best variety of food that we've ever come across. Is that, is that accurate? That is completely accurate, Steve. And with these buckets, they aren't just like a little lightweight plastic. Like you were saying, if you needed to, you could actually bury these in the ground, and I would feel safe that they, they would last. Um, yep. I have people calling from all over the nation right now that are ordering these smaller packages and even two-year or two-person, six-month packages for their kids as well because they're worried that their kids aren't going to – they aren't as knowledgeable as some of their parents, and they don't see how desperate, how dire times we're in right now. Well, again, now give out your phone number and kind of how you want people to contact you. Take your time. Do it slow. Because, Deck and Joe, the last time Ryan was on, I think the poor guy talked to him at, I don't know, what, 7 or 8 in the morning? And you've been up all night answering the phone. And so, you know, uh, the thing is, is that how do you want people to contact you preferably? This has worked out so well the last three weeks. Um, the easiest way is go to stevequail.com. So that's Steve's personal website, stevequail.com. And then go down and you'll see Ryan Whitmer and you'll see Numana. And just click on that banner and that'll take you directly to Steve's website and with Numana and our product. Um, so once again, just go to stevequail.com, scroll down, look for Numana and look for Ryan and it'll have my phone number. Uh, my phone number is 406-581-0182. Once again, 406-581-0182. And my email address is rywhitmer, W-H-I-T-M-E-R, at yahoo.com. Once again, that's rywhitmer, W-H-I-T-M-E-R, at yahoo.com. And my email 
I love that because then I can always go back through with customers um, and follow up with them. But my phone is always on, and you're more than welcome to call me, ask any questions. Um, if you need me to go through the website with you, I would be more than happy to. Well, Ryan, thanks for coming on and giving us an update because wasn't it, what, about three weeks ago that you were on for the first time? It was, yeah, and thank yeah. you to Doug and Joe. This has just been phenomenal. I'm so happy that I can reach to these people and that they're actually contacting me on this stuff this time. It's, uh, it is, it's, a, it's a definite huge response, and I'm really happy to be able to talk to these people. Well, thank you, Ryan, and keep up the good work. And, ladies and gentlemen, he's available over the weekend. Again, his phone number is 406-581-0182. And give, your, give out your email again, because people hear this with various degrees of, of interruption sometime. Absolutely. It's R-Y Whitmer. So R-Y-W-H-I-T-M-E-R at yahoo.com. Well, thank you, Ryan, for coming on and giving us an update. Thank you. God bless. All right. All right. Well, Doug, I want to read this email. Obviously, I'll keep the officer's name out of uh, what we were on. Uh, I received this from Doug. And this is from an active duty law enforcement agent. I think people have got to uh, understand that these guys are in this field. He said this, Please thank Greg for his kind words and prayers for us of those of us who are all out on the street. I feel like we who are on the job now need these prayers more than ever, as the violence is noticeably ramping up on the streets everywhere. Remind the viewers and listeners, most peace officers are just like Greg, and many of us who are now the seasoned officers are trying to bring up the new guys in the same way. Believe I'm sorry, between the political insanity inside the station and the violent insanity outside, we are facing more challenges than ever and need prayers to stay on top of the job and fulfill our role of helping and protecting those in need. And he said, thank you, Officer uh, so-and-so. So the thing is, is that there are a lot of men and women out there who are in the valley of decision. Doug, you remember, you and I were on a show a number of years ago, and people wouldn't believe it them, but I said, the revolutionaries will turn the law enforcement community against the people, the people against the law enforcement community, and ultimately they want to do away with all uh, police forces and sheriff and highway patrol and make everyone federalized. You remember that? Yeah, I, I do, and I, I had a hard time believing that because of the relationships I had with the state agencies. Now th th they're coming back and saying that you, Steve, were correct because now it's all, it's all about federalization. It's all about centralization. And given the fact, has it come to pass that now there is a perceived perception that is beyond Hill Street Blues' slogan, what was the statement, be careful out there or something? The point is, is that now it's everywhere. And see, this is the same thing. When Jesus made the statement that in the last days of Matthew 24, that nation would rise against nation, that's ethnos against ethnos. Most people just think it's Russia, China against the U.S., but 
the way, the Russians had another flyover today, and basically they're baiting the U.S. Navy to fire on them. So the point being is, I don't think, and, and Doug, look, I used to write about World War III a lot. When I first got into the prep business, which, and, and I'm, I'm going struggling a little bit for the year, uh, 82, 18, yeah, maybe right around 1980, 82 is when I opened my first prep store, okay? And my first catalog, maybe some of you have them, was a black with the yellow lettering. I like contrast. And it was about war-making capabilities of the United States versus Russia at that point. And now we're dealing with a situation that is obviously provocative and one of the things that troubles me the most is that, well, the military has been decimated by budget, by and, and the veterans. You know, I, I don't even know how to make this sink in, okay? Since the current Veterans Administration, uh, under the guidance of the guy who's in the, 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 the house on Pennsylvania Avenue, is... I think it's, what, 350,000 men and women have died due to neglect, and 960,000, again, I stand correct on numbers, are still waiting for medical treatment that was promised them. I know a vet who's one of the most brilliant men in the world. I physically know him, handpicked by Dr. Teller, okay? For those of you that don't know who Dr. Teller is, uh, you know, the uh, probably one of the premier brains in the world, obviously had his uh, uh, time with Majestic, Majestic 12, the smartest people in the world that were to deal with national security issues, but also to keep the military under control. Well, this gentleman who was in that world was also basically taken through a gate to Mars. And, and look, Dr. Baziago, there are people that claim this that are less than, let's say this, you don't know if they're just reading other people's stuff, but I can tell you this, this gentleman, and Hawk has spoken about him before, has literally been what's been called in the jump room. And for the record, I have never been through one. I was given the opportunity to go through one in 2006, okay? And it wasn't that I chickened out because I wanted to go through one. Obviously, hi, honey, guess what? I'm going to go through a Stargate. Didn't go over very well with my better half, you know. I think she looked at me and thought, well, he's gone. But the point is, is that due to a shakeup on a level in the black ops world beyond what I can even explain, I don't know at first hand, I was on peripheral, invited into that, and I've never, I've never even met these people face-to-face. I want to make that clear. But the thing is, is that this gentleman I'm talking about that Dr. Teller handpicked was in a jump room, and a jump room took him to Mars. And by the way, these same guys, uh, you know, would talk to me and tell me how it all worked. And it was so mind-blowing. I can remember going to my my bedroom and, and kneeling and putting my hands and going, help me, Jesus. There's stuff that blows your mind, okay? And I understand that. And I understand that when the angels told Dimitri Dudeman and the other prophets and prophetesses that the mind of man cannot understand this stuff, 
stuff. I can tell you firsthand, writing all the stuff I write and all the stuff I know and all the stuff I've been told, that it blew my mind, okay? It causes, if you can imagine the clock in your brain and all of the different components in your brain, all the different areas of your brain, all the neurons, all the synapses, everything going off, you know, in your brain. And then imagine, like, giant uh, gears opposing each other. That's what it does to your psyche and your mind. You follow me, Doug? It's like the grinding of the gears and that which you could normally be cognitive of and, and, and have a framework. There's no framework or reference point outside of what God gives you through his word. So it's easy for people to dismiss this stuff. I understand that. But it's also even, fascinatingly enough, this when we talk about giants and stargates and everything else, it rings a bell with a lot of people, especially, I don't, I don't think people get this. When we've talked about this stuff on the radio in the past, 45,000 federal computers were online. This was in the days when Stan Dale was managing my website. And that was just one evening. It was it was really a lot. And the thing is, is that there are certain things that now, they, they used to be so hidden and so covered up, but now it's like everything's coming out in the open. And I believe that's the word of God being fulfilled. When the scripture says there's nothing that's hidden that won't be made revealed, or that won't be revealed. And so the thing is, it's amazing. The Satanists live in a world where they understand this stuff. The Christians don't want to understand this stuff. Do you see the difference there? The yeah. difference is, leave me alone. Don't. And, and so, power, look at it this way. Look at what held radical Islam and Islam in general in check was when there was Christians that were strong in the faith, preaching against sin, and the Spirit of God could convict anyone of any faith of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If the pulpits hadn't turned into puke pits, if the uh, uh, men of God on that level of the great orators of, of the scripture through history, uh, you know, I can tell you this, I, I don't think there's any semblance to contemporary Christianity and the faith of our fathers with maybe a couple of exceptions. And when Pastor Langford, off of his numerous fasts, basically God said, stick to my word, don't compromise it, and preach it with the anointing. You guys who were at uh, Dallas have seen it. Those of you who are at, uh, uh, at Bozeman through the Whitestone Conference have seen it. Those of you who listen to Pastor Langford on the radio have heard it. The difference in the end is the anointing. I want to go back to what I said, Doug, because this is critical. There is nothing I see in the Scripture where God's people, make it clear, God's people were ever delivered by their strength from an enemy that is was greater than they are or that was capable of overwhelming them in the natural. We're in the same position as Jehoshaphat. And I want to put people into perspective. I remember the mocking and ridicule that, you know, you went under, I went under, David Langford went under when we were talking, was it, what, five weeks or seven weeks where we prayed and repented and asked God yes. to intervene and we praised him like Jehoshaphat did against the battles that were coming against him? Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, absolutely. And and so I truly things, believe we made a difference. We did make a difference. So not only does prayer change things, 
And I, I, I wish whoever you know made that statement. I think we'd better add a new one. Prayer changes hearts, and heart changes change other people's lives. Because, again, things. What is a thing? Well, a thing can be anything. No pun intended. I want to play with words. But when my heart is is changed, look, we're all in a process, okay? I haven't arrived. My scripture every day, believe it or not, is take heed. That's when you think you stand, you fall. And I pray that, and guess what? I get all these people going, I'm this, I'm that. I just had an email while we're on the air that I am the Lord's anointed. Thus saith me, you know, crazy, crazy. <laughs> and the thing is, is that it's always about them. The point is, is when when you talk about Jesus, Jesus is the most defining individual in the history of eternity, in the heavens of God's creation, in the multifaceted realms that I don't understand or can barely define, but he's Lord of all, King of all, and by him and through him was created all. Uh, Colossians 1, 16 and 17. By the way, that's my favorite scripture because it tells who Jesus is. So when I see the denigration by the Pope of the Lord Jesus Christ, when I see the absolute and abject mockery of Jesus, when I see the challenge to Jesus, when I don't see any vocal opposition, and now you know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing? Sure, we're, gonna, we're going to basically be, not all, but a lot of people are going to be sheep led to the sh- slaughter. Boy, that's a mouthful for me tonight. But when I was out taking pictures of the high places in Montana, I'm not talking about ritual altars, but the highest mountains of Montana, where only the uh, bighorn sheep hang out, you know, 10,000 plus feet, I noticed how they were able to navigate, jump, jump from a mountain peak to a mountain peak, or a rock outcropping to an outcropping, and if they fell, man, they fell to their death. And that was amazing. And then I felt, you know, an understanding from the Lord. There are sheep that will go to the mountains. See, I had forgotten about bighorn rams and stuff, because number one, I'm not a hunter. And number two, I find them fascinating. The Bible even talks about hinds feet on high places. So as the world gets darker, as the situation becomes more dire, God is calling us up to that place where we can only walk by his grace, by his strength, but also more importantly, with his anointing. Let me make it easy when I talk about the anointing. The anointing is God's presence in our life through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's job is to lift up Jesus. People will argue, you know, I don't believe in this, I don't believe in the Trinity, I don't believe in the Holy Spirit, yet our very nature, body, soul, and spirit, how is it so hard that it's tough for people to understand? Or my favorite is God has no children by the militant Muslims. God definitely has. The name of God in Hebrew is not singular. And here's the thing, too. The, the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
Christ in the Old Testament. And, and a good word for that is a Christophany, okay? There's other words, but a Christophany is the presence of Jesus. Before, and Jesus speaking, before Abraham was, I am, okay? When they, when they came to get Jesus, take him out of the Garden of Gethsemane, they, they, when they were looking, and what did Jesus say? I am he. All the guys that came to grab him fell back, okay? When you're in the presence of Jesus, gravity has a total different uh, uh, effect on humanity. That's why the scripture is so so amazingly accurate. Now, do all of us have understanding and everything? No. And, and unfortunately, you know, I'm not sure that we can handle it. But with the idea that God has raised up men and women to present the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ, that's the good news. I don't have to die. I probably will die. But the bottom line is I won't die the second death. And this is where our strength comes. I get so many heartbreaking emails in a day. I, I, all I can say to everyone, I don't have answers for your questions. What do I do? Where do I go? How do I do this? How do I do that? I can't, I can't answer that. I'm not God. God's God. But if I can get you to turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face, and God is your supplier. The Bible says, my God will supply all your needs by his riches in glory through Christ Jesus, right? So the point is, is that it's God's provision. People look to men to give them answers that only God can give. Now, obviously, I can give them answers if I'm if I'm in a specific area. But you don't want to talk to me about uh, uh, you know doing brain surgery. You don't want to ask me about. Uh, and this is and I want to make this clear. I do not counsel on relationships. I cannot counsel on relationships. I'm not called to counsel on relationships. So if you've got a husband or a wife that is the errant or erring uh, a spouse. I can only say, take it to God in prayer. That's not a pass-off or a send-you-away. It's literally, I don't know. I have no knowledge how to help you. But I can tell you this, when you start to pray and seek Jesus, the Bible says God will perfect that which concerneth you. You really think that God doesn't understand who you're married to? And what I'm finding out, Doug, is this. A lot of people are finding out as a pressure increases, the person they were married to is basically becoming more obvious. They're either getting close to the Lord or they're fleeing from the Lord. I've noticed something I've never seen before. It was only marginal over the last 20 years. It's now almost a daily occurrence. Women are saying to their husbands, well, if you're going to follow Jesus, I'm leaving you, or vice versa. You know, the adulterous heart in the spiritual will always manifest itself in the natural. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying there? An adulterous oh, yeah. heart in the spiritual will always manifest itself in the natural. David Langford gave the example of what happened in... Uh, in Dallas with a man who was uh, committing uh, adultery and was going to meet up with his girlfriend. He heard the words, got convicted. She repented, he repented, his wife uh, accepted. Now, that's probably one of the most transformative and redemptive 
uh, stories I've ever heard in the last so many years, okay? And I don't know the brother. It's not necessarily I know him or the sister. But I'll tell you one thing. That woman has a fruit of forgiveness in her heart. And that woman, and I'm going to say that woman, exemplified true forgiveness and passion. But the man also exemplified true brokenness for his sin. See, it's amazing what God can do with honest hearts, but uh, liars will never be satisfied with any answer given to them. Go ahead, Doug. No, you know, I don't mean to preach on that tonight. <laughs> well, 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 no. One thing that we are seeing, Steve, and, and I and I've got a, I, I, and I think people are, can relate to this, or listeners can relate to this, because we get emails about this. The one thing that people are are we're, we're seeing is this uh, ideological split and the spiritual split among family members, and and people, uh, even even uh, coworkers and people in the same houses, people in the same offices, they're saying, you know what. Uh, um, like you just said, if you are going to f- take that route, follow Jesus. Um, well, they're not may- maybe not saying it in so many words, but but certainly their actions are are showing it. So, th- the the civil war that we are experiencing, the split that we're experiencing, is just the divide has never been greater than it is today, I believe. And and, and we're seeing the email proof of that. So you know, um, you you you, and, and not to not to um. I don't mean to sound as if uh, you know I'm trailing behind you like a puppy and saying, "Well, you know, you're right," but you you have been correct on all of these cases, all of these situations. I mean, this is amazing to me when I look back and the things that you had said. You're, you're, you're you, hey, the military might be a hundred years, you know, our technology might be a hundred years in the future, but but your information has been, uh, uh, you know, ten, fifteen years in the future. So. I just want to make sure you, people understand that. But, yeah, it, it's bad. And it's going to get worse, okay? Because here's the thing. God's people are hoping, and, and they they should put their hope in the Lord. But also, hope does not take the place of faith, okay? Faith is the substance of things prayed for, hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But when the evidence of, uh, excuse me, it's the faith that's the evidence, not the end result of faith. And when that manifests itself, you don't need faith. Then you say, praise God. That's what happens when God answers prayer, okay? We hope he answers prayer, but it's it's when we know he answers prayer and the prayers get answered, then we see it. That's why the intercessors are so important. Doug, you wouldn't be where you're at. Joe, you wouldn't be where you're at. I wouldn't be where I'm at unless the intercessors were upholding our hands. The, the, and, and look, it, it, it's a nasty road. It's a horrible road. It's a heartbreaking road. It's tough to take rejection from those who are close to you. It's tough to raise up people in the ministry only to have them turn on you like a mad dog. And when I think about, seriously, I should write my Frankensteins, okay, of the people that I have raised up and God used me in their life to only have them turn upon me like a piece of raw meat. I'm not crying in my beer. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying it. Look, Jesus said they hate him without a cause. The cause of hate is the devil's rage expressed through a human, okay? The devil's rage manifests itself in jealousy and envy. And then it manifests itself in, 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 in it brings the fruit of resentment, 
then the resentment, when it comes to its full, um, what would you say, fruition, then it then it gets nasty. That's why Jesus said, if you murder someone in your heart, you've, in effect, you've already made the decision in your heart. All that's left is to carry it out, unless you repent of it. So the thing is, is that what I'm seeing is the enemy of men's souls, Satan, he really doesn't have to do that much uh, overt. He can be covert. He just turns everybody on themselves, and they want to fight. Everybody wants to fight over their position of doctrine, but I have yet to meet the ones who fight or yell, yell the loudest as stand up for Jesus in any public forums or even on their websites, okay? They want to fight. They want to place their revelation against mine. They want to place your calling, Doug, against theirs. They want to say why God shouldn't use you and why they should use them. It doesn't matter. But those who are doing the will of God are just saying, thank you, Lord, for using me. You see, Peter was told by Jesus to mind his own business at the Last Supper. Peter wanted to know what God was, Jesus was going to do with uh, John, and, and, and Peter was told by Jesus, knowing certain words, why is it important to you? What I do with John is what I do with John, but what I do with you, I'm paraphrasing, I do with you. In essence, mind your own business. If everybody would quit minding everybody else's business, they could be about the Lord's business, okay? And it's amazing. Miracles happen when people are about the Lord's business. This is why I will not give advice. I will not give advice unless the Lord says, speak out to this person or that person. And when I do, I've not seen it fail. When I'm in prayer and I pray that way, God will always confirm something to someone else. But he does not initiate a leading for me to say, you know, I really feel Brother Jenkins, and if there's a Brother Jenkins, I'm, I'm making that name up, uh, that you should go to India and you should, you know, be a, a missionary to the Indians. And you should pack your bags, sell your house, get rid of your wife and head over there because that's God's will. Well, that's against the scripture. Number one, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Number two, this person doesn't know what God has dealt with in the other person's life with maybe 30, 40, 50 years. And one of the things I'm here to tell everybody, those of you who have been put away in the back uh, woods of Montana or Idaho or, or uh, the mountains of Wyoming or the deep south or even, even the Everglades or or, or upstate New York and, and Canada and Alaska or or in the back uh, the outback of Australia in the the forests of Siberia in Poland Czech, the Czech Republic all these places there are a lot of people who love God okay and they're known to him but when the spirit of the Lord bursts forth from them then the army of the Lord will be able to go forth so that's what we need to be praying and Doug again I think the great tragedy in American history is when the Christians failed to fight the cause for the uh, unborn. When they failed to acknowledge that abortion is nothing more than child sacrifice, even the Satanists mock the Christians who don't get that. When we fail to stand up for no prayer in school, now the only thing that will be heard in school is the cry of the mullahs. You can't talk about Jesus, but you can take your prayer rug and pray towards Mecca however many times a day. You know, everything is okay except Jesus. 
like Barry McGuire, the guy that sang uh, the, and, and wrote the song, well, he didn't write it, but he sang it and made it famous, We're on the Eve of Destruction. I used to play that as my theme song. And, you know, I remember him saying that all his friends used to say, McGuire, why are you on that Jesus bandwagon? And he used to reply, because Jesus is driving it, and he's the only one going anywhere. And I thought that was a great, you know, great answer. The idea, Doug, is that society is getting better. Has got, did you believe, can I ask you a question, and, and just be, you know, I'm sure you'll be honest up sure, front, sure. but did you believe you would live to see the day when the Bible would be vilified and it will be a criminal capital offense to own one? No, not not even close. Not to the extent it is, as it is today. And, okay. and if, if I can, if I can add one more thing, sure. Take your show. I got to tell. Well, I got to tell you, Steve. What I'm witnessing is the Bible is being vilified, but but even more so, um, other Christians are vilifying Christians who are attempting to do things uh, to advance the Word of God and, and being taken. You know, I call them ankle biters out there. Uh, maybe that was your term. I'm not sure. But but what we're facing is as we try to uplift and, and, and spread the word and bring others you know to, to the word to others um, we have a we have many Christians from the inside who are ankle biters and, and who are saying well you know don't listen to him uh, or don't listen to them or don't do this I mean it, it's a fight within a fight within a fight within a cage and and we are not getting um, well, it's just it's just very counterproductive, and I've just. But yes, to answer your question originally, I've, I I never believed I would see this time of of censorship of the Bible of the true Word of God. Well, and again, it's, it's only. By the way, you're nice. You even at, uh, at the ankles. They move up, and uh, they prefer the gluteus maximus. And then when they're done with that, they prefer, uh, you know, taking the sword that should be against the enemy and stabbing you in the back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bob Mumford said he used to be an angel until the backbiters ate his wings off. I think that's a pretty good statement. I want to share this. Uh, Diane in Canada sent me this, and she brings up a point that's very, very important. Okay. And I'll explain it. I was also reminded about a dream I had probably 35 years ago. I was a very young woman or a late teenage girl at the time. Can't remember exactly, but I never remember this dream unless God brings it to me. I have never understood it, but I've had it before the Father for a very long time. As you were speaking to me, it came to me. I think it's significant for this time. In the dream, I was in a cavern somewhere. It was down deep and seemed like huge caves. I knew I was looking for a way out. I was determined and not afraid. My position was across a dark canyon. And I was watching what was happening on the other side. Not sure the source of light, but it was orange in color. What I saw was a wall of giant honeycomb. There were giant bees outside the edge of it walking on a ledge. I saw one standing and diligently working on the honeycomb. The impression was there were people inside the individual honeycomb cells. There was also what appeared to be honey. The bees were bigger than normal-sized people. I knew this dream was important and did not think uh, it was connected to something I ate or a nightmare. The hexagon shapes of honeycomb were perfectly layered, one on top of another, and filled the whole wall. My impression was that bees were busy and knew what they were doing. Perhaps there are others who have seen something similar. Uh, 
the last thing I want to, I'm going to share why this lady really had this dream. The last thing I want to share is a constant picture I've had for the last six months or so. I'm in my office, which is in a lower basement level. From where I am, from where I am and can see the street uh, directly, but in the picture, or more likely a video, I can see giants walking up my street. I live practically kitty corner to a university, and they're coming up my street from the direction of it. The giants are really big, multiple stories high. I don't see them passing my house. I sense that they are stopped. God has me studying and meditating on David. And when he took Goliath down, is it possible they were stopped by people who simply said, no, we have our slings or whatever, and challenged them in the name of the Lord? The picture is steady and constant, will not leave me. I just thank the Lord and pray. What she doesn't understand, you probably will tonight, Diane, when the giants are underground, they're referred in the special operations community, as hives. They're not considered, and you see how this is very cool, they're not considered, you know, assortments, they're not considered groups, they're called hives, H-I-V-E-S. Getting back to David, David did not stop Goliath in the name of the Lord. He came against Goliath in the name of the Lord and had to use a sling. The question I get asked all the time, Doug, can we just rebuke the giants when they come, just simply in Jesus' name, not if you don't live in that world. And I would like to remind everybody, and this is what I'll leave people with tonight, okay, is the fact that David did stand against Goliath. David did win over Goliath. But before he took on Goliath, God put him in charge of the sheep with his sling and his staff to protect the sheep from the bears and the lions, okay? Now, I want everybody to go watch a movie or go look at how big an, an African lion is or a Middle East lion is. I mean, we're not talking, you know, lion cub, cuddly, huggly, uh, you know, huggy little cubbies. We're talking about very strangely ferocious beasts. And the same thing with bears. We're not talking about yogi or boo-boo. We're talking about big bears, okay? We're talking about things that equal grizzly bears. And yet David had to fight the lion and the bear, yet he gave glory to God who delivered the lion and the bear into his hands. And it was with having his skills hardened in battle that he was able to take down the giants. Now, I don't know how it all fits together, okay? But to answer your question, Diane, uh, we're stopped simply by people who simply said no. Not the case. But God will enable. This is one thing I want to cover tonight, Doug. I was told by the Special Forces guys that fight these things that solid copper, not copper clad and big caliber, 12-gauge slugs, rifled slugs, 50 caliber, some of the bigger handguns. It has to be solid copper because when it enters the giant's body, it does something with the bloodstream. I don't understand it all. I was also told that they hunt by DNA, and that's why the Native Americans use smoke. In other words, as we would use smoke bombs, they would find where the giants uh, lived. The giants always lived in caves, evidently, and they would burn and smoke the giants out. When the giants would come out, they'd roll boulders, and they would use copper arrows and copper spear tips, and they would even wear copper armor. Hello, those of you in the Upper Peninsula, Michigan, and all the different areas where they mine copper up in that area of the UP, 
you know, there are so many legends associated. Even the the mummies that people have, and I, I'm sorry they're no longer on my website, but the artist drawing of the mummies that were in the caves around southern Utah, a uh, giant mummy, if you will, king and a mummy print queen, and they're in copper armor, okay? So copper is a big deal. Even in uh, the scripture, the copper bands, the cassettot, Tom Horn talks about that. It says, let us break their bonds asunder, okay? I can't explain it all. That's all I know. Bigger is better when it comes to caliber and fighting these things. And then the last thing a general told me, he said, and after that, you have to take off their heads. That's why David cut off Goliath's head, because they have the ability to spontaneously regenerate if you don't do that. Well, can you imagine David, the size he was versus Goliath, the size he was, and he takes Goliath's own sword. So here's the bottom line in that. The very sword that the enemy uses to take out the people of God will God's victorious people use to take out the enemy of God. And I can't say any more than that. Diane, thank you for sharing that. Doug, blessings to you. Thank you, each and every person that has prayed for me. It is because of the intercessor's prayers that I am alive by the grace of God, that Greg Evenson is alive, that Doug Hagman's alive, that Joe Hagman's alive, and that no weapon formed against you will prosper as long as you stay in the secret place of the Most High. God bless everybody. Give Ryan Whitmer a call uh, if those are your concerns to prepare for your family. Bye-bye. Good night, Doug. Thanks, Steve. God bless you, Steve. Thank you. SteveQuail.com. Visit his website, SteveQuail.com. We get some uh, things lined up for you next week. Possibly Lavoie Finnecombe's wife. We'll be joining us. Daniel Duvall will also be joining us next week. So tune in. Until then, stay safe. God bless. Have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you, Global Star. This is the Global Star Radio Network.